Touchdown, Kansas City! This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. This Sports Radio 810 Chiefs postgame show is presented by the Missouri Lottery. Go Chiefs! Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers tickets from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. And now we wait. Welcome in to the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show here on Sports Radio 810. I'm Josh Briscoe along with Brad Porter. We're going to hang out with you for the next couple of hours and bring you every possible update that comes across our screens regarding the knee of Patrick Mahomes. If you would have told us a few hours ago that today we would watch the Chiefs play a football game, On three days rest, on the road, at mile high, against a Broncos team that had some pundits suggesting a turnaround. Maybe not a a playoff-bound team, but at least a decent one. If you would have described everything in this game except for one catastrophic play, this would have been exactly, exactly the palate cleanser that we needed after two games that were rough on both sides of the ball. The offense obviously looked very different with Matt Moore out there. That doesn't really need to be explained. But you get the best defensive performance, not of the year. The best defensive performance I've seen from the Chiefs in a, a beat or two. It's been a minute since I watched a Chiefs defense be consistently good over the course of a game. And yeah, man, they did it against Joe Flacco. I I will have a hard time not making Joe Flacco jokes throughout the rest of the show. But they made Joe Flacco look worse than he has at any point in this season, and he's had some bad moments. They made that run offense actually just stop even attempting at a certain point. You saw some things change, and and I want to talk about what we think is repeatable whenever you're playing Aaron Rodgers instead of Joe Flacco in 10 days from now. But the Chiefs defense was was excellent today. Just excellent. And again, jokes about Joe Flacco, I will make. But man, that's a really nice performance. And then, on the other side, everything else going just about as well as it could. Patrick Mahomes goes down after a quarterback sneak, holding his right knee. In fact, not even quite because he couldn't bend to it. He was pointing at his right hip in the general direction of his knee. You see the trainers come out, pop his kneecap back into place. That that much seems evident based off of the video and and people that are better at bones and tendons than I am. Um, That gets popped back in, and now we wait. The things that happen after that, TBD. Early reports I'll get to here in just a second. I've got a handful of them. The rest of the reports, I'm guessing we're probably going to be waiting until the MRI comes through. That will not happen in Denver. Well, it will not happen in the stadium, at least. And it did not happen in the stadium, according to all the reports that we have. Uh, Actually, they don't have an MRI. It's 2019. They don't have an MRI machine at at Mile High. But um, that is going to be the thing that we have to truly, truly hold our breaths on for a minute. But, Brad, wherever... You want to start. You've got an an outstanding story, 
and what I would argue is the story that threatens to completely undercut the positives out of tonight's game. Yeah, and uh, by the way, you didn't introduce yourself at the beginning. Did I not? No. Did I just say we're wrong with Brad Porter? Yeah. I'm Josh Briscoe, and that's Brad Porter. <laughs> yes. I'm a little I'm a little disheveled. Give out your Twitter handle. At JB Briscoe. And at Brad K. Porter. There we go. At Sports Radio 810. We're also on the Sports Radio 810 Facebook page. There we go. Where you can watch the show. Got it all nailed. Sorry, I got through. Uh, it's Thursday. Branding. Branding. Sh- short week for me, and also uh, my heart hurts. Yes. So and it's not from the burger that I had earlier today. So... We used to look at this video of Bill O'Reilly, and probably <laughs> probably shouldn't be citing Bill O'Reilly, but it's a very funny video. It is. Where he did not understand what was going on on his television show yes. when he was on A Current Affair. That, that he was sitting in front of the camera. He was, he was trying to read the teleprompter and did not understand his instructions. And he said, I, there, there's no words there! I, what does that mean to play us off? That, there's no words! And they had to retape it three or four times, and finally he said, Blanket! I'll write it! We'll do it live! We'll do it live. I I, I don't know. I, the, the words for this game, I don't know. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, number one. That yep. That's the most important story mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. going to affect perhaps the next two to four weeks, maybe six weeks. I don't know. I'm not going to. It could affect the next two to four years. Yes, yes. And there was, there was a major league whizzing contest on Twitter between um, – Somebody from a local newspaper and somebody who <laughs> and and somebody who used to work at the local newspaper about you know giving medical diagnoses over Twitter mm-hmm. just by watching videos. Mm-hmm. So that's the most important thing by by an incredible by, by, a, by a long shot. Yes, by the by the the length uh, the amount of space it takes an aircraft carrier to make a full turn. Yes, that's <laughs> yes. how big it is. So that's the big story. Okay, so let me get into the other stuff. At one point, okay, you're down to your second-string quarterback, Matt Moore, who yeah. in training camp was a scout for the Miami Dolphins and yes. coaching the local high school football team. Yes. Maybe it was the grade school team. I don't I think know. it was high school. It was He was coaching a team and scouting for the Dolphins in training camp. Yes, like recently, like a couple of months ago. In training camp. Yep. Until the Chiefs' backup went down. So he's in, in the second quarter. Then you lose your left guard who just got here. A few weeks ago. Yep. You're down to your third string left guard. Your second string left tackle. Over on the defensive side, what do we have? We have your second and third string defensive tackles. Mm -hmm. Colin Saunders is in there again. Mm -hmm. Who played really well, by the way. All of that. And the Chiefs still were able to execute enough to get a win. Now look, you can, you know, take take the, the Broncos for what you will. Yes. This is a division game. Against a conference opponent. Those two put together are huge. You cannot undervalue what that victory meant for the Kansas City Chiefs. Division win, conference win, road win. All huge. Third string left guard. Second string left tackle. Backup defensive tackles holder. Nine sacks! Nine! One of them was on that fake punt, whatever the hell that was that Denver dialed up. Wait, you know what? For as much as the Chiefs' special teams have not been good this year, that fake punt by the Broncos was awful. And Amarni Watts, we have not seen. Am I yelling? By the way? No, no, you're. I think okay. you're the exactly okay. the appropriate volume. Amani Watts snuffs that out. I'm pretty sure he plays for the Broncos for according to the TV. Amani Watts. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So all of that, the confluence of events in this game is unbelievable. Then okay, so we throw Matt Moore in there. 
I doubt he's taken a first team snap since he got here. Yeah, no, and Mahomes isn't really that dude. Maybe at the end of practice, like one more guys, can I can just give me one more? And um, oh, let's see, uh, let's dial up. Um, I'm gonna catch the Broncos in a blitz. I'm gonna toss it over the top of their heads, and Tyreek Hill's gonna go 57 yards for a touchdown. In what reality does that happen? <laughs> everything Seriously. Was yes, everything was okay. bent today. Okay, uh, Reggie Ragland, who's been inactive for how many weeks? The first, like, four or so. Yeah, yeah. and he has he has not been great. He's been banged up since he got here. He had a phenomenal game. Dirk Naughty had a phenomenal game. Ben Neiman made some plays. I want to talk about Rashad Fenton. I'm shaving it for myself. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave you for that one Thank because you. I walked in the room here and I— on that play and just said, okay, are you are you kidding me here? Yeah. Um, the Chiefs were able to run the football early, somewhat effectively, late in the game, not so much, when they were trying to run out the clock, whatever. Um, the Broncos were not able to move the ball at all. Now, he had it. they got Joe Flacco, but I was looking at the rushing numbers before my screen just went blank. Come up, please. Okay. I can give you a Mahomes so, update while you're trying to, well, while you're sorting well, all of that quick, out. Well, real quick, let me okay. finish the thought. Okay. Say, so, Lindsey is a good running back. Mm-hmm. 11 carries, 36 yards, average of 3.3. Mm-hmm. Longest run was 9. Uh, Freeman, who is a decent change-up running back, 10 carries, 35 yards, 3.5 per carry. As a team, average 3.4 yards per carry. I mean, what we've seen the last two weeks, you know, against the Colts and what we saw against the Texans, this game, look, this game was a 180. Yeah. And with all the crazy stuff that happened... You're still walking out to that plane. You're going to the tarmac at mile high on the chartered plane with your nice, comfy seats and a nice dinner on the ride home with a victory on the road against the Broncos. That is just... With the confluence of events that we saw in this game, I, I just... I, I don't know. We'll do it live! I'll write it. We'll do it live. I, I don't know. I... We'll also get it live from Andy Reid, and theoretically Matt Moore, I guess. Um, but we will hear from Andy Reid, and you will hear it live here on Sports Radio 810 as soon as we hear the rumblings from out there uh, in uh, in Mile High and by, and by out, the way, out in Denver. I said I didn't know what to say, and I just went on a 10-minute rant. Uh, listen, I think you there knew you what go. to say. That's how we do it. Uh, a few a few things. One quick programming note. If you want to hear the rest of the ALCS baseball game, it is over on 1510 AM and 94.5 FM over on ESPN Kansas City. So you can flip over there if you want to hear more baseball. Uh, and if you want to hop in line on the phones, 913 Eight ten, eight ten. We'll take some calls after we hear from Reed and Mahomes. Some Mahomes updates here. He was there was a, a camera in the locker room in Denver. He was wearing what appeared to be a very long black sock, and, and I saw a report on Twitter that he was wearing a brace around it. He was walking around um, in the locker room, high fiving teammates. Um, I, I hope with a hula hoop around him, so no one got any closer than that. But um, that is an optimistic sign. We also saw uh, Clay Thompson come back in the finals last year and sink a free throw after having his entire knee turned to cement. So. uh, stuff happens. Knees are weird. Tendons are weird. All of that. But I want to give everyone the kind of the full suite of updates at this point. James Palmer, just while you were talking, tweeted out uh, that he's told there's optimism within the Chiefs on Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, MRI will tell all, but the mood right now is generally positive. Again, MRI will tell all. We're expecting it to see that tomorrow at some point to get the news there. Uh, a few other reports just from uh, around the league. Earlier, James Palmer tweeted that it was it was a patella dislocation, the kneecap. Uh, he was told there was no break of the kneecap, which if you look at what happened, that kind of makes sense. Also, I just sort of found myself holding my own kneecap and thinking about how I would react if it moved and it would be poorly. 
Uh, but again, waiting for the MRI to reveal if there's any ligament damage. Therese Paler of Yahoo tweeted out that he was hearing early indications during the game uh, that Mahomes has a dislocated knee and later corrected to say a kneecap. Um, I, I believe one of the football yeah, doctors your whole said, knee, hey, that would be, that would be bad. Be and we would have seen it. Um, but again, dislocated kneecap. Uh, but at the moment, it looks like it's not fractured. Also, per one of his sources, MRI coming tomorrow. Same from Herbie Tiopi of the Star. Source confirming that Mahomes has suffered a dislocated kneecap and there doesn't appear to be a fracture. Uh, source adds Mahomes is scheduled Friday for an MRI, but early signs are positive. At this point, no bleep. Positive could be... Everything has changed. Positive could be two weeks before the playoffs. Let him get back into football shape and whatever and then be ready to win some games on the road because they are not getting a first-round bye with Matt Moore. And we, listen, part of me wants to have the conversations about, hey, however long we think he's going to be out, you you have the conversations about quarterbacks around him. Matt Moore is not the answer. Chad Hinney uh, should be eligible to return from IR pretty soon. He's not the answer either. And then there are a bunch of names in terms of trades, free agents, whatnot, that, that I feel like we could have a conversation there about. But right now, it feels like we're a little stuck because every conversation they would have to start with, well, if Mahomes is out for the year, or if he is out for two weeks, or if he is out for six weeks, all of those questions demand different answers. And right now, we just don't totally know. Um, until we, we get rumblings from Denver, are we are we looking good on the technological front, Beards? Beards gave me shaky hands. Are we connected <laughs> to the to the the podium? No, but I've got backup options. Okay. I sent you a message. I haven't seen it yet. I've been hosting a radio show. By the way, uh, James Palmer, whose tweets you were reading, uh, really good follow. He's really dialed into the Chiefs. Yeah, he's I, been out I, there for I, a lot of local stuff, I too. don't know who his sources are, but he's really good throughout the week, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, going into the games, uh, injury reports, background stories. James Palmer, give him a follow. He's from NFL Network. And I did enjoy the back and forth on Twitter. Uh, our good friend Danny Klinkscale uh, tweeted out about the patellar injury mm-hmm. for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And somebody tweeted back at him, it's patella, you idiot. And Danny Klinkscale said, well, I think I know how to pronounce it because mine was torn. Yes. I, mine was torn off. Yes. So. I, Danny Danny knows. He probably knew. Yeah. It is Pateller, but I always say Patella. Um, the the play that that happened on, I think, is probably this. Like, Listen, the defense yep. we'll get into get over into the that. course yep. of the night and everything. But with the phone board lining up and, and all of that, I mean, as it happened, listen, I will offer this much. I will not hold a grudge for the thing you tweeted while Patrick Mahomes was laying on the ground pointing at his hip or knee, and then that, and you hear the carts coming out, and you see what happens in that kneecap and all that. I will, you got 10 minutes for me. You could have tweeted whatever you wanted in 10 minutes, and I give you full immunity to go back and either ignore those tweets or delete them. I don't care because I get it, man. I get it. We were all in a bad place. But now. It's the play we have to have the discussion about. Yes. Here's a few sort of just pieces of truth from me. That then, Brad, you can okay. say if any of this lines up for you. But um, I was surprised when I saw him run a sneak. He doesn't yeah. do a lot of that. Nope. There have been many times where he should have done that, and it would have been better for the Chiefs offensively for Mahomes to just sneak it. But he doesn't seem to do it very often. He may never do it again for the rest of his career, but he did it there in that spot. I was a little bit surprised because of the ankle. And because that's been something we've been aware of for a long time. Also, we were worried about his left ankle 
and he had his own dude fall on him, knock his kneecap out of place on his right knee. Warren Sharp, at Sharp Football on Twitter, tweeted, here's some quarterback sneak truths. The single most efficient play in short yardage. Mahomes suffered a freak friendly fire injury. He's more likely to be injured dropping back to pass. He was injured in each of the prior two games when passing. We don't say don't pass to avoid injury. If you were one of the, like, just bench him for this game, um, sort of truthers, I get it. But if you were letting Mahomes play as I was, that play wasn't a simple bad coaching decision. I also have breaking news from Adam Schefter. Chiefs will be awaiting MRI results on Patrick Mahomes' right knee Friday, but one league source said that, quote, if there's no damage, the best case would be around three weeks, but that's best case. Worst is downright dreary for the Chiefs, their fans, and the league as a whole. So that doesn't really give you hope, but it gives you a timeline of a best case scenario. Again, right now, the Chiefs just straight up don't know What's happening inside of Patrick Mahomes' right knee? And that's concerning because you hate uncertainty on any of those levels. Uh, we're going to stall here for a minute and get you the very first moments of Andy Reid live from Denver because obviously he's going to be leading with what, whatever they have um, on Patrick Mahomes' knee. And you'll hear it exclusively live right here on Sports Radio 810. Let's go to Andy Reid. Go. I, the main one is uh, the only one. It was Patrick, um, and we'll just we'll wait till we get back to give you further evaluation on it. Um, and I'll just leave it. I'll leave it at that. I'll I'll tell you, it was, Matt did a nice job of stepping in there, and um, we didn't have to really back down on anything we we had called. We were able to just pick up from right right where we left off, and and uh, I was proud of him. You know, he's not getting any younger, so for him to get in there uh, and do what he did, he, he did a heck of a job. Um, our defense, I mean, what can you say? Our defense stepped up big tonight. And uh, against uh, an offense that's been playing well, especially in the run game, and, and uh, they're very talented. I think Vic, uh, for all the Bronco fans here, Vic has done a nice job with this football team. And uh, and they're, they play hard and aggressive, and, and um, it was a... Are you good here? All right. Um, anyways, he didn't. Uh, he's done a nice job with the football team. So uh, I can go through and name all the things, but the nine sacks jumps out at you. Um, the rushing yardage total that they had jumps out at you. So those are those are plus. Those are all, those are all plus. My man back here. Hey, you're in the room all by yourself, dude. No, you're all right. That's okay. All right, here we go. <coughs> all right, time's yours. Yeah, no, that was a call play, yeah. Yeah, that was a call. Probably shouldn't have called it, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Do you, right. Andy, do you have any regrets about calling the sneak? You know, it can be dangerous. Or whatever. No, I mean, very. not too many people get hurt on a sneak. And so it's a freak thing. And, uh, you know, it happens. So you know, I, was proud, I was proud of our guys stepping up and... You know, they didn't let down, which can eat. You've seen that over the years. You've seen teams that let themselves down after one of your best players or the best player gets <clears throat> gets hurt, in particular the quarterback. And I was proud that our guys just stepped up and, and kept battling and really uh, everybody up their game, I thought. Coach, you talk about the, the change of the defense. 
side, and it may take a little bit of time. Was this just a matter of time before things started to click? And they were like, yeah, listen, you felt like it was close, and I know sometimes it didn't look that way uh, for people, but there, there, you felt like you, you were just you – know, I mentioned some of those stats to you about – the red zone and quarterback ratings and all of these things that go with it and um, turnovers. And so um, it doesn't mean much until it all comes together. So tonight it did. Now it's important that you continue to build on that. And, and so that, that will be the challenge um, as we go forward, as it is every week. The, this isn't the end of the season. So uh, we, we've got to keep, keep going. Yeah, no, I did. He, he's in a, he's in a good place. I mean, he was in a good place on the field when, when it happened. He grimaced. Our, our our doc was phenomenal and just calming everything down. Um, you know, Doctor Shrapple, he just kind of calmed the storm right there, and and uh, and and Pat was good. Felt very comfortable with him. You know, he, he refused to get in that cart. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, but listen, he, he um, I did have a chance to answer your question along about way here. Yes, I did. I just started. Coach, you talked about the defense playing well. What does it do for their confidence going forward? Yeah, well, I, listen, I know, I know it won't hurt, right? So I, I, I know that. Um, it, the important thing is that you keep grinding. And this is both sides of the ball and special teams because we're nowhere near where uh, where we need to be, and so uh, we got to keep working and and, and grinding. We gotta coach better. We got to play better, and um, we just got to. It's, it's a you know we got a lot of season left here. So, coach, to that point, what will I do this week differently, coaching players to have this type of performance? Well, we didn't have a whole lot of practice. I mean, you know, it's Thursday, so. I mean, this, these Thursday games, your practice are way different. Uh, you, you know, you don't put any equipment on. You just kind of go out and go through the plays and, and do your thing. But as far as the scheme, nothing really changed as far as a scheme other than what you'd normally do for a team getting ready for a team. Okay, and I, and I asked you last week, but just this week, did you make a conscious decision to, uh, you know, call more run plays in this game versus the last year? Now, listen. We're in that RPO thing, <clears throat> and so some of it depends on what you're, what what you're, uh, you know, what you're getting, uh, the looks you're getting. So, uh, but we did have some just called runs that I thought we did well with, and um, you know they, they they worked well. So, Kenny, you talked about uh, Pat having some tests coming up, but do you have a sense for now about how long he's going to be out? I don't know. No. I'm, I'll know more, you know, in the next few days. We'll we'll get it to you. You know that. So we're not gonna we're not hiding this stuff from I mean, you. We just need time to evaluate it. You know. This is your first extended look at Matt in a game situation. Did you learn anything about him? Yeah, he's uh, he's got you know he's got ice water in the veins. That that whole deal. He doesn't uh, flinch. There is no panic. Um, he goes, let's go. I'm, I know it all. I'm, I'm good. Just call it and. And let's roll. So. It seemed like he was getting more comfortable as the game went on. You know, does that indicate to you that you know you're still confident in how? And we need to just get a little, yeah, just get a little that rust. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, we're we're good. Whatever direction this thing goes, we're we're you know we'll be good. We got to work hard and do our thing, and then you trust whoever's in there. You you roll with it. So. Um, it, it doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, you know, flinch on that. Coach, you talked about this earlier, but 
on the short week, the way the guys came out and played, you speak to Barry and Rick and some of those guys behind the scenes to make sure the guys Yeah, yeah. So Barry, our strength coach, I thought um, the whole department there did a good job, and they've done that throughout the year. I mean, they work their tail off and. And then Rick and, and the medical crew, I mean, we've been banged up just a little bit. I think we know that. So um, our guys uh, did a great job of getting guys back, the, <clears throat> the ones that did play. And then, uh, you know, we get this little break here, and, and uh, we should be able to get some more guys back, which is a, which is a plus. But they, those people work their tail off. You're in the building, you know that. So you, you get a chance to see how, the, how that goes. And, and uh, yeah, appreciate you asking Coach, when you think about 200 regular season wins, what comes to mind? I'm old. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I really don't think about all that stuff. I, I, you, that old saying, you're only as good as the next one, right? I mean, that that's, holds true in the National Football League. I mean, I, I'm, I've been around long enough to know that. So you gotta, you got to keep grinding. Um, I appreciate you asking that, though. Coach, the decision started with Sean McCoy tonight over Damian Williams. Is there something that you saw in practice earlier? No, we don't care. Either one of them, uh, you know, they're both good players. And you saw uh, Daryl come in, too, and play. And so we, we don't care. They're, they're all – those are quality guys. Uh, you know, Sean had a nice night, though, so he did play well. Thank you. Okay, good thing. There's Andy Reid live from Denver right here on Sports Radio 810. Andy Reid's press conference following the game is brought to you by 360 Vodka. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, grab a bottle of 360 Vodka for your next tailgate or watch party. 360 Vodka is the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs and has your game day cocktails covered all season long. Today, just put put a rubber nipple on top of one of them and, and go to bed with it. it hold, hold it in your arms. That- just get a big straw. And at whatever it takes. I got to write that one down. Please don't. Let's <laughs> go into the archives. Thanks to our oh, friends the, at Marcus 360. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Beards broke his finger reaching for the, the mark button there. I believe we're waiting on Matt Moore, so I uh, hesitate, Brad, to just let you begin talking. Um, uh, but And it's only for me to, to cut you off here momentarily, but I'm going to do it, and I'm just okay. going to start yelling, Matt Moore, Matt Moore, if he shows up. Okay. All right. Well, a couple of things there. One, he was asked at the very end, uh, Andy Reid, about getting his 200th career coaching win, and mm-hmm. that is a huge deal. That That's unbelievably... Here's Matt Moore. Sorry, Brad. All right. Pretty evident. Um, you know, shorted, shorted some throws and missed some stuff, some some stuff that, you know, I think, we you know, a quarterback should hit, but uh, kind of got into a real, little rhythm there as, as the game went on, and... And Coach Reed had a nice flow going with play calls and um, made me made me feel comfortable as we went on, yeah. The play, the play to Tyreek, just how much trust do you have to have in your offensive line to just sit there and hang and wait yeah. for the ball all the way around? Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone's got a job to do on every play. That was a great job by those guys, by Tyreek getting open. And that was a heck of a call, really. Um, and so to hit it, obviously, is, uh, that was exciting for sure. Now, when you see Matt go down, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? What are you thinking in that moment? How well, do you prepare to go out? Yeah, um, I was devastated for him. Um, obviously, you know, he's been dinged up and he's popped up pretty quick before. And so this one obviously wasn't that case. And um, so I just hope, I hope he's okay. I don't, you know, but uh, at the same time, um, we got to go win a football game. And um, so, you know, I've been in this position before um, and you just kind of got to move forward and, and, and go, um, you know, just wishing the best for your buddy. Did you guys have any chance to say anything to each 
No, I, I patted him on the chest when he when he was walking off the field and, and wished him well, and that was it. What, your, what was your message to your teammates when you go into the huddle knowing that Patrick Mahomes just got hurt? And yeah. Just, how important was it for you to kind of calm them down and let them know that you were confident? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I went in there, and I don't even remember what I said, but just, just something to let them know that we were going to be all right and kind of got them fired up a little bit and um, just said, you know, Said, hey, I, I need you guys. You guys need me. Let's let's go here and uh, bail me out. You know, help me, and let's go. And that was kind of that's kind of how what I said. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be standing up here. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've I've played in this league before. Um, just like everybody, I've had my ups and downs, but uh, yeah, confidence is, is for sure there. Um, and obviously it's going to grow day by day, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I feel good. Matt, do you have any kind of sense for how long? I don't. I don't know anything. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty common theme, you know. Excited for the win, division opponent, road game, uh, all things that are hard to do. But at the same time, you know, a guy like Patrick gets hurt, um, it can be deflating. And uh, he's obviously a, a, a huge part of this team, a huge part of the league. Um, so you just hate to see that. Um, we all know that injuries are a part of this game. Um, you know, he's going to, whatever it is, he's going to do his best to get back out as quick as he can. And he'll move forward that way. And. In the meantime, we'll all move forward in the, in the way that we can. What did you see on the touchdown to Hill? Uh, um, he, he was running, and uh, I just told myself, don't short it. And uh, it ended up working out. He, uh, he did a great job coming underneath coverage and then turning it up and um, you know, beat his guy, and, and I just put it up. How much have you had a chance to throw to him in practice? He's been out a while. Yeah. Not very much. I mean, there was a couple times when he was working back in. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple throws in practice. Not many. Matt, do you ever worry when a quarterback's being called about possibly getting injured? Is that something that runs through your head? No, no. I mean, it's uh, there's a million other things that were running through my head tonight, so I didn't I didn't think of that at all. No. Yeah, it's been a wild, yeah, half a year or whatever. But um, you know, I'm proud to get a win to go in and and play with this team and, like I said, get a road win in the division. Um, again, the circumstances are unfortunate, and and I wish him well. We all know that. But um, you know, it feels good to come in and and win a ball game. Um, Obviously, it was a you know all three phases were huge, uh, you know. So, but it was good to, to get a win. You know, he, he's he's an inspirational guy. He said something. He said a bunch of stuff about coming in. Um, you know, team win. Gave a bunch of props to the defense. Defense played outstanding tonight, um, and just kind of brought us together and broke us down. It was. Say anything to you? He said something about me, yes, and uh, guys cheered. And what did he say? He said, "How about my guy Matt or Eight? I don't know what he said. Something like that. <laughs> I'm trying to downplay this if you can't tell. I'll give you a tape recorder next time. Yeah, I'll be Thanks, sure guys. to keep track. Thank you. Thank you. There's Matt Moore live from Denver. 
uh, a couple of legitimately yes. funny things yes. from his presser. Um, yes. But first, I need to tell you that if that was Patrick Mahomes, that would have been brought to you by Good Sense. It was Matt Moore, and I'm still sure Good Sense is happy to be behind the quarterback who won a game for the Chiefs today. So that press conference is presented by Good Sense. Good Sense was founded 30 years ago right here in Kansas City and couldn't be more proud of their hometown. They know to be truly good at something takes hard work, and it just makes good sense to have Patrick Mahomes and now Matt Moore as a part of their team. Uh, Matt Moore, we'll talk about his presser a little bit. Some interesting things in there. Just yeah. sheepish, at, sheepish at the end, which is just kind of endearing and funny. He, Brad pointed out, he just went, huh, wore the team polo. That's a yeah. that's a rare move. Yeah, Matt Moore didn't think he was going to be in no. front of cameras tonight. He didn't have the uh, fedora with a feather in it ready to go for post game. No, he didn't. Didn't have it waiting in a box. No. Didn't, didn't hit the haberdasher on the way to Denver. The haberdasher. What there. a word. There we go. That's Brad Porter. We got to take a break. I've got no haberdasheries for you, but I, I do have myself. Do you know who was a haberdasher here in Kansas City, Missouri? I sure don't. Future President Harry S. Truman. This freaking guy, huh? Him and his business partners had a haberdashery in downtown Kansas City. That's Brad Porter. I'm Josh Briscoe. We'll take a bunch of your calls and bring you some more from Denver. All right here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs Post Game Show. The Chiefs Post Game Show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. It is 13-6 Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes injured and out for the game. Now Philip Lindsay back in the lineup while Janovich sprints to the near side, the former Nebraska Cornhusker, to throw his flack up. Again being pressured, he's hit! The ball's out! The ball is picked up by Raglan! Touchdown! Kansas City! The Chiefs get another sack from Hitchens and a pickup by Raglan. The defense picks up the team after the injury to Mahomes and gets a defensive score. We raise a toast to Reggie Ragland on his first touchdown of the year here in 2019. Tullamore Dew is the original triple-blended, smooth-sipping Irish whiskey made exactly for these great moments in fandom. Please drink Tullamore Dew responsibly. That was an enormous moment for the Chiefs to have that defensive score give the offense a little bit of breathing room back, and the Broncos defensively were a mess. Uh, Broncos offensively were a mess all night long. So, uh, touchdown Reggie Raglan. Raise a glass of Tully to you. And I'm going to take that Tully home with me. And I'm going to sleep with it under my arm. Had we some Tullamore Dew here in the studio, I would be raising Chugging a glass. Chugging it. Ra- ra- oh, ra- oh raise- okay. Raising a glass. Oh, you're not an alcoholic. But they, no, they they don't deliver, so. We've got to see if we can maybe, like, partner with Postmates. I also, I've got... I've got to say that uh, Andy Reid's press conference last segment was also brought to you by Casey Grilling Company, located in Olathe at 159th and Merlin. Your one-stop shop for all your tailgating needs. Stop by and check out Casey Grilling Company or go to kcgrilling.com. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff we haven't talked about enough yet tonight. We have, we've got to talk about the, the defense altogether. We'll keep giving you every update we can find on Patrick Mahomes, plus revisit that injury, the play that it happened on, and all of the repercussions that it has. But we haven't taken any calls yet tonight. Just one quick update. Please. Um, Andrew Siciliano from NFL Network tweeted that Mahomes walked by him in the hallway after the game. No visible limp, and he said, unbelievable. So I that's not a medical diagnosis of any no. kind, but the fact that he's walking in the hallway is positive. 
Can't, I'm concerned that the MRI is going to show that he is a Terminator and then he will no longer be allowed to play football. Well, a new movie's coming out. So. Yep, it'd be an incredible. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, Adam, Adam Teicher is tweeting out some uh, Travis Kelsey audio that I'm sure we'll have very soon. Just some, some snippets that I'm sure we'll get very soon. Um, he said his knee didn't even look like a knee. It was all out of whack. Ooh. Ooh. Gross. Uh, let's go to the phones. 913-3810-810. Mark was first in line. has been on hold since the show started. Thanks for waiting, Mark. What's on your mind? Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm not going to get this right, but I really, don't, I really don't know what to feel right now. Right? I yeah. mean, I'm happy we won. Um, I've been, I've had a lot of time to think about it here, and I, I think what I'm feeling right now is I, I feel like somewhere like when it, when you've been kicked in the groin, and you know it's going to hurt, but yeah. you just don't know how much yet, and I'm just waiting yeah. for that, whatever the pain is, uh, and hopefully it's. Um, you know, this being a short week, and I, is there a chance he can play next Sunday? I don't know. I mean, we do have extra time here, but obviously, yeah, the, the MRI matters, and if there's significant injury there, then it's going to be longer than that. But uh, there's plenty of time to, to talk about that. So what I wanted to uh, what I wanted to focus on is you guys. You had mentioned, I, I saw tweets from people online. You know, who's who's available on the market as a as a quarterback? And I got to be asking myself this question. First of all, uh, when we brought Matt Moore um, on the roster, I think pretty much everybody that's available now was available then. Mm. So I, I think that I think that Matt Moore is, if he's not, what does that say about Beach? Well, I mean, if there's a better guy out there that's available, he should have been on the roster weeks ago so that we're not having to bring someone in, you know, off the street right now and try to plug them in and play. So logic to me says... Matt Moore's our guy. I mean, maybe we bring. Uh, I know. Don't we have a QB on the practice squad? I don't know if it's Shermer. Yeah, Kyle Shermer's still on the practice squad. Yeah. So I don't know if we elevate him. Maybe we, maybe we bring someone else on. So that it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I, I don't see us uh, bringing on another quarterback. But uh, the other thing I wanted to, to mention is what I noticed tonight on the defensive side of the ball is. And, and Denver is a terrible offense. They said it, they said in the broadcast something like the last they were five for forty three and converting third downs. Yeah, tonight tonight they were one they were one for thirteen tonight. So so this is a terrible offense. So I don't know how much we can garner from improvement of our defense, but it did look like Spagnuolo at least uh, had taken a little bit different philosophy early on in the game. Uh, he seemed to be more aggressive. We're bringing different guys and. And it seemed to help later on in the game where we were getting pressure with uh, only only rushing four, and it seemed like Rackman also had a lot more time um, playing. And I think that is part of the reason why we definitely played better against against the the run. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things from the performance tonight. Obviously, it's marred by the uncertainty about Patrick Mahomes, and so and so uh, to quote Andy Reid. Uh, time's yours. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the call. Um, Excellent. Uh, just real quick to kind of run through some things. We will talk about the defense, and we'll get into that here after we get a few of the people who have been waiting on holding for a real long time. We'll talk more about that. As far as the quarterback thing goes, it's really, really hard to have an intelligent conversation about that until we know what they're looking at with Mahomes. Um, you asked if, you know, if, is Day is going to be enough. Schefter had that tweet earlier. Oh, but Mahomes just tweeted. He said, awesome team win. Love my brothers. Thank you for all the, the prayers. Everything looking good so far. Hashtag God is good. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. 
sign. Take that for what you will. Yeah. He said everything is good so far. I don't think everything could be looking good so far if your kneecap had, you know, torn up a bunch of tendons whenever it was, like, getting knocked around and stuff. But anyway. Have you ever been around an injury like that? No. I, I have one time. Yeah. And it's... I thought I was going to get sick. Yeah, I, I saw, uh, saw the replay in slow-mo on, on my computer real up close, and it uh, I didn't feel great. I didn't love that. Nope. Um, so as far as, hey, who could the Chiefs bring in, there are so many different things at play um, where where you bring in a guy to back up Mahomes. It's for this instance. Mm-hmm. Matt Moore wasn't here to win four games. He might be here to win to finish one and then win two, maybe you know another one or, or a couple more after that. If he's out for if Mahomes is out for a long period of time, but not the entire season, you know, if it's an eight week thing, right? Pulling a number out of thin air. And, and Schefter said earlier, it sounds like it's probably going to be three minimum. If it's three weeks, Matt Moore is going to be the quarterback. He's been in the system since he came in uh, after Chad Henney's injury. Maybe Henny would take that from Matt Moore if he comes back. He'll come off IR here in what two weeks? That about that. Um, And and they they ended up like doing some roster manipulation to make sure that he could be eligible for return. Unlike what they did with with um, Freeland Speaks. So it it could be either of those two guys. If it's a long term thing, you start having the conversations about trades for guys. But even then, those names feel a little silly. The Chiefs aren't going to trade for Cam Newton. It's not going to happen. Uh, Nick Foles, as a fit, makes all the sense in the world. He's got a big cap hit, and and he's coming off of an injury that might not he might not be back before Mahomes is at this point. I, I just we just don't know yet. Um, Kaepernick came up a thousand times on Twitter, yes, sir. and he's a better quarterback than Matt Moore at this point. I I tend to believe, I'm, and no one disagrees with me. It's rad. Um, but that's not going to happen. Like I tweeted that um, I think he's better than Matt Moore right now. And if the Chiefs or anyone signs him, I will print off that tweet and happily eat that tweet because um, I just don't think that's going to happen and then the other guys that are out there you know it's everyone the Jets have picked up and cut it's <laughs> it's whichever one of those guys didn't end up making the the cut I think Luke Falk is now a free agent you you're not going to trade the, the Jags aren't going to trade Gardner Minshew like the the names that come up in trade talks they're not trading for Eli good and he also I think he has no trade clause that he's not going to waive they're not trading for Eli Manning. They have Eli Manning, and he wore a polo for the post-game press conference tonight. Like, Matt Moore right now can just be Eli Manning, and that's fine. Let Andy Reid work for him, and you can figure stuff out. Where he's like, someone said, could he be great value Alex Smith? No, but he could be, like, in the back section of Walmart where they have the great value brand stuff that's, like, about to expire, so it's, like, really, really, really cheap. That's Matt Moore. And he might, you know, get you through it. He's a box of ramen. He'll, you'll, you'll survive for a little bit, but you won't be healthy. So a couple of things here. Um, one, I was we had asked a few weeks ago who was the emergency quarterback for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was really an answer. Tonight we found out it's Anthony Sherman. Yeah, and that's se- exciting. Secretly I was hoping that maybe on that last drive they, they would put the sausage in there and maybe just go wildcat on you. That, that would be interesting. But yeah, let, me, be... let me throw this name out. And I'm not saying go get this guy. No, I love I'm this not, game. I'm not running a parade tomorrow down Main Street to go sign this guy. But guess who just got drafted in the XFL? Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray. You leave my Tampa Bay Vipers alone, Brad Porter. <laughs> Aaron Murray. I won't have any of that. Drafted by the XFL. He's played for Andy Reid. Not in a game, but knows the system. You leave Might my Vipers alone. And by the way, i got to think the uh, Dolphins are watching Matt Moore win this game and throwing a 57-yard touchdown pass thinking, oh, man, what could have been? If the Chiefs, <laughs> by the way, if Mahomes is out for the season, I would say they should call about, about Josh Rosen. 
and see what you get out of him for a few weeks he's, under Andy Reid. He's in a horrible place again. If uh, if he's out, if Mahomes is out for six weeks, you could try a little Fitz magic. I don't know, but again, I don't think any of that's going to end up ultimately happening, speaking especially of, if you're optimistic about Mahomes. Speaking of things on the discount shelf, I think I think Fitz magic is expired. Uh, that's fair, that's, but he, we're going to see again because I think he's starting again next yeah, week for the Dolphins. Well, it's the Dolphins. Let's get back to the phones. Ryan's been waiting on hold. What's up, Ryan? How you feeling? Well, good. Uh, we won and by a lot, and the defense was like they had a little fire tonight. Maybe an injury to Patrick Mahomes will actually make them play and not uh, actually have to rely on them all the time. Uh, I don't know. That's just me thinking positively. Mm-hmm. Where's Gary? Not here. Not on the line right now. Are not you serious? Board. Yeah, not on the board tonight. I'm disappointed, Gary. There's so many <laughs> things to talk about tonight. He'll, he'll make uh, an appearance. <laughs> no, good game. I mean, I don't know what you want. Uh, NFL put teams. I don't care, Brad. You said they were a bad offense. Yeah, but we've been a bad, bad defense. That's true. And so anything positive tonight, and we won, but what was it, 30 to 6? Oh, yep. my gosh. Yep. You know what? Go D. That's all I can say. I don't know. All right. So, uh, oh, no, Blaine Gabbert. Ty, is Tyrod Taylor playing for anybody? Uh, He's got to be on the roster somewhere, Who? right? Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, Ooh. these are all quarterbacks that have been failed anyway. And so I don't really think you can go any, about get anybody at this time. And I don't think trading is the right thing to do either. I don't know. I just hope the best for Patrick Mahomes. He seems like a tough guy. And uh, seeing him walking was definitely a positive, too. So, see you guys. Go Chiefs. Thanks for the call, Ryan. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's a charger. We could play this game all night of He's where now? That guy is where? Um, Where's Blaine Gabbert? I mean, that's a he's great a, question. Oh, listen, a, I don't want Blaine Gabbert. I know he's on I, the roster. I saw him in preseason. I just did don't, you really? Yeah, I just don't remember. Maybe I'm, gonna, I'm not looking yet. I'm going to say he is a – Blake Bortles is a ram. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say Blaine Gabbert is a. He feels like an NFC South feels backup, like a, maybe a Seahawk kind of guy. I don't, I don't think he's a Seahawk. No. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's a he's a he's not, I know he's not a Buccaneer because I know who their backup is. Um, oh, this says Tampa Bay actually. Okay, well there you go. But I don't think he's currently on their. I'm not sure. Okay. Don't call Blaine Gabbert. Matt Moore's <laughs> been in the offense for a little bit now. That's that's worth it. Please don't call Blaine Gabbert. Uh, let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Daniel. What's up, Daniel? How you feeling? Pretty good. Uh, just a quick note. I thought I'd let you guys know it was awesome to hear almost entirely sports back on. All you guys together yesterday enjoyed the show. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate um, that. No problem. Um, I'm... Um, the thing I'm worried about with Mahomes is is uh, he looked good walking around. It was really encouraging. But, you know, sometimes when you have a knee injury, I don't know if you guys ever had one, but sometimes it's the next day where where you really start to feel, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on with your knee and everything. So I'm just hoping tomorrow, and I know with the MRI and everything, we'll know tomorrow. But I think he'll really feel the soreness and everything with that knee. But it was positive to see him walking around. Um, Defensive-wise, I didn't know whether to be really impressed or the Broncos just sucked that bad. But mm-hmm. Yes, the answer is yes on Fenton that one, by the way. There. Yeah, it, it was good to see Fenton. I, I feel like Fenton yes. did a pretty good job. Um, I feel like uh, Saunders had some good plays tonight. Um, the, the the linebackers were killing it. Um, it was also good to see... You know, I felt like Reed, you know, Reed came out there and he said, you know, we didn't have to adjust the game plan. But I feel like they did for an, for an extent. They kind of got Matt Moore going. If you go back, I think it was the end of the third quarter or so, or, or mid-third quarter where, you know, it was like five yard out to Tyreek Hill, five yard out to, um, you know, uh, Robinson, five yard out or ten yard out to Kelsey. 
And he just kind of got the ball going like, hey, you're making the throws, you're getting, you're taking the easy options, which I think was really important for him because I definitely, definitely didn't want him holding on to that ball. You know, just boom, make one read. I think he, basically that's what he was doing was, hey, just take your first read and it'll be open for a little little five, ten-yard out play. So I feel like that was good, and I feel like, you know, People are going to hate on the quarterback sneak, but how many times have we seen Brady do that and get the yard? I mean, so many times I feel like even against us, it's been fourth and one or third and one and Brady get that sneak or whatever and get it. So I'm not really faulting him, and I know Mahomes was hurt, but you can't play scared. So, you know, it sucks that it happened, and I mean, I'm the biggest Mahomes fan out there. It sucks that it happened, but I don't think you can play scared. And it was it, it was a freak accident. So you know, happens. We've seen Brady do it a million times. So I'm I'm encouraged. I, hopefully he can play versus the Packers. But if not, I think Andy Reid will have something worked up for Matt Moore to where at least we'll be competitive. So uh Thanks for taking my guy, uh, call, guys. I'll listen off here. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Um, I'm not going to be terribly optimistic around Green Bay time in all likelihood, but we'll get there whenever we get there. Right now, I think most of that is 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 well aligned with, with where I'm at at this point. I, the Rashad Fenton thing, I, I only noticed him like three times, which is a hard thing to do for a dude getting a lot of, sna- a lot of snaps at slot corner. And whenever I noticed him, he was making a tackle immediately after giving up a pass or making a tackle in the backfield on it a dude that he wasn't supposed to be able to get in that spot or uh, was was being shown in replay of having excellent coverage. Really nice game for Rashad Fenton on a first watch through. Um, and the Belichick point is well well taken as well. I've just been kind of hoping that one of these callers would be really angry about the quarterback sneak, so I have the Belichick thing to bring back. But thanks, Daniel. You stole my thunder. Uh, let's go to Butch now. What's up, Butch? How are you feeling? Gentlemen, how about those Chiefs? <laughs> Do you ever think you'd be saying that in a game where you lost Patrick Mahomes? No, I didn't. Uh, allow me to first. Yeah, exactly right, JV. Uh, I never thought I'd be saying something like that after what I just saw. It was very horrific. But I'll say two things here, and I'll get off the line. I'll let you speak about it. First of all, I'll say three things, obviously. Uh, first of all, I'm praying for Patrick Mahomes. It looks like he's going to be halfway decent. Uh, we obviously don't know what's going to happen with his knee. But the more I talk to guys like you, the more I read articles like uh, the ones that are put out on The Athletic by Seth Kaiser and Craig Stout, the more I begin to think like a coach. And as a coach, when I saw Patrick Mahomes go down, I said, man, that sucks. We got a game to win, gentlemen. That was mm. early in the game. That was like early second quarter. So we had to get Matt Moore out there. And I just said to myself, man, if we play – the offensive game, the way I saw it in that first quarter, we have a chance to potentially beat these guys, even with a backup quarterback who hasn't taken a snap since uh, 2017, something like that. Yeah. And sure enough, not only did we go out there and and play our game, this is my second point, not only did we go out there and play that game, gentlemen, we, we dominated those guys. Yeah. Did you see what I just see? Yeah. Was that the Kansas City Chiefs out there? Is Bears McFly on the line? Bears, what did you see? <laughs> Was that the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm confused. That team, top to bottom, sideline to sideline on defense, Denver wanted to run the ball on us, and they simply couldn't. They folded. JB, they folded right in half. There was nothing they could do against that defense on a regular basis. When Joe Flacco... Flacco, he said, everyone. He's a Flacco. You're good, Butch. I just clarifying. Your your phone cut out in a conspicuous place there. 
Oh, we're my, all good. My, my bad. I'm walking. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm walking in these weird, conspicuous places in Seattle, <laughs> so I need to walk back towards the sidelines <laughs> so that everybody can hear me talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and not the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, everyone, the Kansas City Chiefs won a football game. Joe Flacco tried to throw the football. Either he did not see receivers open down the field, or he was just holding on the ball for no reason because he got crushed. Yeah, that pass rush was fantastic. Frank Clark is back in the game. Frank Clark is back for the season. I think we just kind of saved what we needed to see from the defense for the rest of the year. And then my my last point, I'll get off the get off the line for you. Um, you know, this is going to be tough because with Patrick Hurt, that it puts a lot of onus on Andy Reid and the rest of the team to to do the right thing for themselves. You know what I saw that, that gave me encouragement, gentlemen? Um, there was a third and five play. I think it was in the third quarter. And Matt Moore throws a quick out to Travis Kelsey for a first down. You know what Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey did? He caught the ball. He got the first down. He turned back to Matt Moore. He pointed at him. He pointed his finger and said, good job. I didn't even hear him say, good job. That that mentality right there, the the strength and the defense, the, the strength of the defense and everyone supporting Matt Moore so that he could come out and play his game with a couple Andy Reid specials, they didn't just beat Denver. They blew him the heck out. JB, be a little more optimistic because when Green Bay steps on that field in Kansas City, they are not the same offense that you probably think they were from several years ago. They are a team that's ran by their defense. Mm-hmm. If we can muddy the game up and get to Aaron Rodgers, gentlemen, we could come out with a winning record here in the next several weeks without Patrick Mahomes. Take myself off the line. God bless you. Always appreciate it, Butch. Always great energy, even whenever we're all feeling like a little bit of a funeral march. He's listen, man. He's right. Like it, what the Chiefs did on that defensive front with that defensive front seven tonight. And again, we'll get into the specifics as we get more time over the course of the rest of the show. But you get like a you you get a Reggie Ragland game. Anthony Hitchens looks really good in that role. Um, you you didn't see a whole you didn't see as much of Ben Neiman and Darren Lee as you've seen in weeks past. They go a little heavier, and so they put Ragland out there with Hitchens. And uh, Damian Wilson, that defensive line, there were like four plays the first five minutes. Like, oh, Colin Saunders just consumed one of those running backs, be it, be it Freeman or Lindsey. Like, it, it, it was it was legitimately edge rushers. There was the time when Alex Okafor and, and Frank Clark put Joe Flacco on the trash compactor from Star Wars, just closing in the sides. That and Derek Nottie had a couple of really nice plays. That was the best game this front seven's played by a thousand miles I will be not quite butch in terms of, listen, if Patrick Mahomes isn't playing quarterback, I don't really think any of this matters all that much. If Patrick Mahomes isn't playing quarterback, that defense can be really good, and then then maybe this team is like the Jags, you know? Uh, The Super Bowl aspirations change. You might even have something for me on AFC West, AFC Championship game. But with, with the defense we just saw and the offense that we saw before everything started falling apart a little bit these last couple of weeks, it's the best team in football. We haven't seen those things happen at the same time, and if Patrick Mahomes isn't quarterback in this team, that offense and all those expectations change pretty sizably. Um, let's take one more call here before we sneak in a break. Let's go to Seamus. What's up, Seamus? In City, United Kingdom, Missouri, Kansas, wherever you're listening. Take a deep breath real quick. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to be all right. This football team is going to be all right. I believe you. If we go off the three weeks like you were talking about earlier, but let's say Mahomes is back in five weeks, six weeks from now. 
the opponents coming up for Green Bay. I'll, I'll, I'll take the loss on that one. Minnesota, which is going to be a toss-up game. Tennessee and the Chargers. Yes. Two of those are wins. And if this defense, I don't know if it's just because Denver's offense is so bad. I don't know if it's Reggie Ragland or if that defensive line chemistry is finally starting to gel. But if they keep playing like this, at least two of those are wins, if not three. Uh, and then obviously you have Chad Hay, who, who you can always bring back in after, I think, next week, actually. Yeah, and it partially depends on just where his injury is at. But yeah, I mean, that's that's coming soon as well. Um, I, listen, you're right. Like the Packers game, I don't feel great about. The Vikings game, you might, if you, depending on what kind of what version of Kirk Cousins you get, Matt Moore versus Kirk Cousins might be that Spider Man meme. Like, I, I'm not 100% sure that Kirk Cousins is going to exist on a, at a significantly higher plane there. So I think a little bit of optimism down the line I think is okay, as long as Mahomes is eventually back. I, I don't want to see them going into the playoffs without Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm afraid of what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, Beards has to do sad fans on Reddit for Keith and Broncos this week. He just can't pass it up. <laughs> I'm good with that ruling. Thanks, Seamus. I appreciate hearing from you. Um, yeah, I. so tomorrow we're going to do an emergency almost entirely sports tomorrow. Beards is going to bring sad fans, and, and maybe there's a, a Mahomes. we got to wait until we find out what's going on with Mahomes, actually. I also don't know about doing just one for injury-related means it's, in general. It's different, Beards. This is different. I know. We'll this see. is different. We'll see. Patrick, this is Patrick Mahomes. There's, this is the empire. There is definitely a lot of good Sad Broncos content. That, I believe. So we'll bring you that tomorrow. Anything from that suite of calls, Brad, before yes. we sneak in a break? Okay, so for all the sacks, nine sacks. One of them was on the fake punt. A lot of sacks. Disaster. Great so, sacks. So great sacks. Love sacks. Everybody loves sacks, especially late at night. Yeah, they got sacksy out there on primetime. Yeah. Sacks alive. So... Oh, hold on, I, have a, I hold. So I'm sorry. I have another Mahomes update. Okay, James Palmer. Uh, this is. Where I just. I'm going to turn away from the mic and just go. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. James Palmer just tweeted. Uh, After the locker room was closed, the media. I'm told Patrick Mahomes came out of the training room without crutches and was walking on his own. I asked if there was anything on his knee, and I was told uh, he he was wearing sweats, and you couldn't tell. There's your uh, Patrick Mahomes sweatpant update back to you, Brad. We'll have to have a special alert like for the next couple of weeks yes. whenever there's an update. Yes, it's, 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 it's gonna, going to yell. A, a Mahomes alarm, something like that. Oh, I'm going to work on that. Yeah. There's something mm-hmm. there. There you go. A Mahomes security. Ma- there That's we very go. good. Home the Chiefs offensive nine needed, needed a little Mahomes security there we over go. these last few weeks. So for all the sacks in the game, the nine sacks, when you look at the Broncos and what they were trying to do early, and I think, uh, I, I think Butch mentioned this, they tried to run the ball, and I, I could run through the plays, but I'm not going to. I got a lot of minus uh, yeah. carries and a, and a lot of plus ones and plus twos yep. for the carries. So the Broncos were trying to do the quick hitters. They were trying to, with Joe Flacco, they were trying to hit the hashes. They were trying to hit the sidelines. And the Chiefs defense was able to get on them because the corners were playing tight. Mm-hmm. The safeties were down. Tyron Matthew was in the backfield all night Yes, in the run blitz. Yes. And, and so were uh, Rashad Breeland was playing well. And so they would not open up those hash mark sideline routes, and Flacco had nowhere to go. Yep. There was nobody open. And then the three or four times he tried to go deep, it, it looked like his uh, arm was a spaghetti that had been soaked too long. Right. If you go past, you know, you go past the five or six minutes, then you're not al dente anymore. And, <laughs> it's, and he was not al dente. Good. Yeah, he was not. He was not al dente. Not at all. 
Uh, we will take a break here. We'll take some more calls whenever we come back. Plus, more audio from Denver. Uh, Beards, do you have an update on what there might be? Beards is We moving. got a lot of audio. Oh, do we really? Who do we hear from tonight? Uh, you want to Is hear... there a Travis Kelsey? There's a Travis Kelsey. I'd like to hear from him. There's a Reggie Ragland. I'd like to hear from him. We've got Nicole Hardman. I'd like to hear from him. Tyree Kill. I'd like to hear from him. Austin Ryder. Like, probably would hear from him. That's it so far. Okay. Well, we're going to get you some audio. We're going to take some calls. We're going to continue to break down what we saw over the course of this game today. The good and really, it's really just the good and the ugly. There wasn't a lot of bad. There was just horrifying. It was good and absolutely clutch your pearls and scream to the sky is horrifying. We'll continue breaking it down here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs scratchers ticket from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. That's Brad Port. I'm Josh Briscoe. More of the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show whenever we come back. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Pringle in motion across the face mask of Mahomes. On third and three, Mahomes under pressure. Throws it left, caught by Hyman inside the five. Touchdown, Kansas City. An outstanding concentration catch by McCall Hardman, the rookie. And the Chiefs, they strike on their first drive of the game on a touchdown and alert play by rookie McCall Hardman. I'm making that our play of the game. Brought to you by Central Bank of the Midwest. Take a new look at what's possible with Central Bank of the Midwest. Visit centralbank.net. It was an outstanding play from the rookie, McCole Hardman. And it got the Chiefs offense moving in a way it hadn't been moving uh, recently. I mean, they scored quick last week against the Texans. But that was very encouraging to see while Mahomes was still out there. By the way, how many times did he bobble that ball before he... 14. 14 before. 14 times. And then he backed it up with that punt return yes. down to the 35. We haven't, The special teams has been a disaster this season. Yeah, and he, he was excellent in that play. By the way, I got a. Uh, we were talking Please. about signing a backup quarterback. Yes. Uh, tweet, actually, a DM to me uh, from uh, Trent Oliva. Bring Andrew Luck out of retirement. It's a great. That is a great <laughs> tweet slash some, DM. That's some hot sauce on that. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, I would love that. I, Just let him come fill in for four or five weeks, give him a, a few game checks, and get him out of here again and go back to farming or whatever. One, I seriously doubt he's filed his official paperwork. Great guys, point. Guys don't do that till like two or three years after they actually Yeah, retire. hey, you know what? Bring Gronk to, to play the, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other part of that is I'm sure the Colts have – Rights to him until they, yeah. through the remainder of whatever was left on his contract. Yeah, they they certainly do. Um, we'll get some more calls here in a little bit. Not a bad bit. idea, though. It's not. Might I think as well it's, kick it's, the tires on a, it. Yeah, it's a great tweet. Um, <laughs> we're going weirdly a, a DM. Uh, we'll we'll get to some more calls here as we continue breaking down what happened in a game where the Chiefs dominated the Broncos and lost Patrick Mahomes for some amount of time. The actual length TBD. It's it's an excellent win. In a vacuum for a team to, with their backup quarterback, give that kind of dominating victory. Where you mentioned, Brad, they put up nine sacks, counting the one against the punter, without Chris Jones. Right. Their best pass rusher. I, I, it's just it's an outstanding performance from that defense, and we'll and, dig into it more as we go on throughout and, the night. And not that Xavier Williams racks up the sacks, but no. he's a starter and he's out. Yep. So you had a second-string guy in there, and you had a third-string guy in there in Colin Saunders. And, and – 
Ogba batted up or batted oh down half a dozen passes. Ogba was phenomenal. Tano was always in Joe Flacco's way. And yeah. I've been told Joe Flacco is tall, so I don't even know how he's having that problem. But, but uh, we'll talk about that more as we go tonight. By the way, tonight. speaking of quarterbacks, I jotted this down while Joe Buck was talking about it. They may have even done uh, a graphic. Uh, the, the, the quarterbacks under John Elway. Yes. Since Peyton Manning. And I may have missed one here because I was scribbling as fast as I could. Brock Eisweiler, yep. who announced he's retiring. Finesse King. This week. Bring him out of retirement. Yeah, there you go. He just announced he's retiring. Uh, Dysert. Didn't even remember. Dysert. Zach? Zach Dysert. Is it Zach? I think it might be Zach. Keep going. Uh, Trevor Simeon. Love him. Paxton Lynch. Joe Flacco. And Zach Dysert. Z-A-C. And then a, in a week or two, Drew Locke will be coming off the IR. And I'm just going to circle back to that quote from training camp from Joe Flacco. Asked to, hey, are you helping out the rookie from Mizzou, the kid from Lee Summer High School? You helping him out a little bit? My job is to win games and be the starting quarterback. My job is not to teach this kid what to do. And I'm, I'm making up my own voice. He wasn't that emphatic, but basically said it's not my job. That's going to come back. Uh, to help Joe, to help Drew Locke, it looked yeah. like, if you're paying attention tonight. I think that might have been the best thing that Joe Flacco I, could I, do to Drew Locke, is I, not I, teach him. I think Drew Locke can help him pack his bags at the end of the season. Let's uh, let's go back down to the locker room in Mile High. We heard from a lot of guys who will bring you the audio throughout the show, and again, we'll get to some more calls here in a little bit as well. But but Travis Kelsey spoke, and he had some stuff to say about Matt Moore and all together coming together for this victory without Patrick Mahomes, and I'm sure he was asked about what it's like to be without Mahomes for the near future. I hope the guy's all right. I saw his knee. Uh, didn't look like a knee. You know, it was all a little, I don't know, out of whack. I couldn't even describe it, man. It just, you looked at it and you were like, oh, man, you know, there's something wrong with him. So I'm just like, man, I hope the, uh, I don't know. He didn't seem like he was in too, too much pain. So it was just, I don't know. It was hard to really figure out what uh, what was really going on. And sure enough, uh, when we found out he was, it was his knee, and he was going out of the game. It's just, you know, you just hope a guy can, uh, isn't isn't injured that bad and he can come back. How do you feel you guys did once Matt came in there, given the circumstances? Look at this guy. Um, uh, I mean, I think we rallied. The defense played their, their tails off. So, I mean, that obviously helps out a lot. Uh, and, um, on top of that, you know, it's just uh, it's next man up. You know, and Unfortunately, you know, we, we lost – one of the best football players in the National Football League, um, but uh, I think Maddie came came in full of energy, ready to rock and roll, and uh, and sure enough, we all rallied and, and got behind him, and put some points up. Does it take some time to sort of regroup? I know injuries are part of the game, right? But you don't have time. See that, yeah. You know, you don't have time. You just got to go. You just got to go, and you saw it in everyone's eyes. We're ready to rock. What was your interaction like with Pat after the game? I know it's brief. I mean, just like I said, I just hope he can, you know what I mean? Everything's okay. Hopefully it's uh, it's something that's short-term. Uh, and on top of that, it's something where you can get back to playing football the way he knows how to. You guys were a little sluggish there when Matt first came in, but then you have the big hit to Tyreek. How big was that? Does it, uh, you know, did it really kind of clear the cobwebs a little bit? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I'm pretty sure about three or four of the guys out there on the field um, had never caught a ball from Matt even in I mean even in practice I know I hadn't so it was, it was something where it was just going out there and playing within the rules of the offense and trusting a guy to be able to put a ball somewhere uh, 
you know, and it's uh, it's just it's football. It's football. It's ultimate trust in the system and what Coach Reed uh, and Coach Bianami teaches every single week. So it's just it's going out there and playing hard for your brothers. Thanks. Ask what that says about Matt that he's able to, if he hasn't had reps with you or Nicole or whoever it is. I mean, Tyreek probably hasn't had much practice. What does it say about him that he's able to come in? And- Matty Moore, man. Hey, want to know? He, he, he went in, got a, got a dub, and and uh, everybody's fired up, and we're ready to rock and roll with him if we got to go uh, next week with him. So we're ready to go. Here's Travis Kelsey. It kicks off our locker room report here. On Sports Radio 8, 10 Locker Report is brought to you by Continental Siding. Whether it's football or home improvement projects, you want to be a part of a winning team at Continental Siding Supply. Continental Siding Supply, giving lifetime warranties on siding and windows for 34 years. See for yourself at smartsiding.com. By the way, I just, this is, sometimes I see a Twitter handle and I just laugh because of, of how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Some guy, uh, somebody tweeted at me, I don't want to say his name, but actually it doesn't matter. Somebody named John Baylog. Sure. And his Twitter handle is at Diamond X Peanuts. Not a Pe- not Peanuts? Di- not a D, not a diamond with a D, but diamond with an N. Diamond X Peanuts tweeted at me it's good. Good about help. Mahomes. And I I guess I gotta use the inf- I'm a, I'm assuming the inflection based on the punctuation. We're doomed. Doomed. Sorry, John. <laughs> Sorry, John. I mean, listen, it like cause here's the thing. May yeah hey maybe <laughs> that's well, kind of it could be the answer yeah. is maybe I don't know <laughs> like listen can this offense be better with that more than it was after, uh, this week n- next week yeah dude you heard Travis Kelsey say he hadn't he hadn't caught uh why Tyron Matthew just tweeted watching that 07 Giants tape oh oh wow that's defense a- beating the Patriots maybe maybe that's it Ooh. yeah that's what I, that's got to be what that's about right. Uh, yeah, you heard Travis Kelsey say that most of the dudes out there hadn't caught passes from Matt Moore in practice, right? Including himself. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that the next the next ten days of working with Matt Moore is going to make that offense a little bit better, and they're not going to win a damn Super Bowl with Matt Moore. I, right? Come on, like let's I, be real here. I had to laugh during the Matt Moore press conference. Yes. Um, I'm not making fun of him. I just thought he w- he's actually very interesting and kind of brutally honest about himself. He was talking about the touch the touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. And they had caught, I believe they caught Denver in a blitz, and he threw it over the top. And it probably went, what, 12, 13 yards in the air? Something like that. Got it behind the, uh, behind the corner, and Tyreek took off on it. He said, yeah, when that play was called and I threw it, I just wanted to make sure I didn't short it, which made me think of Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney and Brad Pitt, where they've got the guy who's the acrobat from the uh, like Circus Olay type show. I can't help and you And he's here. trying to do a backflip to the safe and not touch the ground where the alarms are, the okay. laser alarms. Sure. And while he's doing it, the other guys on the crew were like 20 bucks he shorts it and they're like <laughs> and they're like 50 and they're betting on whether or not he's going to hit the alarm and they would all go to prison for the rest of their lives I, robbing a casino. I would have felt that way if Matt Moore would have missed I, that pass. I just didn't want to short it. Yeah, I appreciated him <laughs> not shorting it. Yes. Uh we'll we'll hear more from the locker room in a little bit, but uh Chris has been on the line for a while. What's up Chris in the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show? Hey, uh, by the way, thank you for hosting Late Night Catharsis. Um, <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, two things. The first, and I think you'll agree with this, there was a point in the third quarter where we took over at our own 10. We got a bunch of uh, three first downs with like seven five-yard passes. And we had a punt in midfield. And, uh, and I was excited because we flipped field position. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's what – watching every other team yes. in the NFL is like. Yes. Like, it really was unnerving. Yes. I mean, it was like, 
Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, let's make Joe Flacco drive 90 yards again. Yes. Yes, it, 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 that, that's it, oh, I've, I had that moment a couple of different times of like, oh, yeah, oh, nice. That's a nice little four yard run to set up second and six here. Oh, God, I hate this. I miss <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, no, like, like yeah, I mean, I, like we flipped and like last week I would have been angry. We didn't score points. Yes. And, like, all right. Anyway, the second point is, and this is going to sound crazy. Are we sure we won't win the division with Matt Moore? No, no, I'm no. sure they won't win the Super Bowl with Matt Moore. I'm not sure they won't win the division with Matt Moore. I think eight wins does it, does it. Nine wins does it. Like, Oakland, okay, they're, quote-unquote, a game behind, whatever the freak that means. Mm-hmm. But their next three games are, I think, Houston, uh, Detroit, and Green Bay on the road. I mean, I don't think Detroit, uh, uh, Oakland gets to eight. I don't think the Chargers do, and I'm sure as hell think. Denver's not going to do it, so right. I, I think they might win a division with Matt Moore. Yeah, I think they absolutely could. And Chris, I appreciate the call. Thank you for uh, yeah. for hanging out with us here. Um, yeah. So here's the thing: to Chris's first point, for me, to, what I just started to think was, you know what? Yeah, let's go through the Raiders' schedule. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be the post-game show that says, you know what, I don't know if the Chargers can catch the Chiefs. They got the Titans, Bears, Packers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. I just, I hate that. And it's not anyone's fault. I just hate that. Because I don't want to to be, I don't want to be doing that, that act at this point of trying to say, oh, you know what, this team actually could contend. They've got the quarterback that wipes all of that away. And right now they don't. I don't know how long it will be. Again, the, the updates on Mahomes are that we're going to need the MRI results tomorrow. And why are you giggling at Beards? Beards is giggling. The fact that Denver doesn't have an MRI machine in their stadium. Yeah, it's, it's 2019. It's I unbelievable. Thought every stadium had. I did too. Yeah. And, and sometimes the well, I know they all have wait on all purpose. Have yeah, they get the X-ray. MRIs there. are expensive. Yeah, and um, and apparently, I think sometimes they wait anyway to like let swelling go down and stuff. I feel like I've heard that before, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I am, as I said on Twitter, I am zero percent a doctor. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. After tonight, I what? might be two percent a doctor. I know. Years ago, I had to get uh, an MRI done, and the only time I could do it was late at night because of the job I was working at at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a Chiefs player in there, and this was ten ten thirty at night. And there was a Chiefs player in there, and he said, "You're not going to say anything, are you?" I said, "No, this is confidentiality." How I'm, long ago was that? Um. Seven, eight years ago? Statue of Limitations is up. Who was it? It was Dwayne Bow. Whoa! Yeah. There's no patient-patient confidentiality. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think there is. No, but it was just kind of funny. But to go back to our caller, that drive he was talking about was the second drive of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCoy picked up you know, just a yard, and then he got six yards, and then the, the pass interference call for eight yards. And this drive started on the Chiefs' 13-yard line. Uh, seven yards to Hardman, six yards to Kelsey, six yards to Hill. And then a punt. But then they pushed um, the Broncos back to their own 15. They eventually had to punt. And on the next possession for the Chiefs, getting better field position, that's where that 15 yard, uh, 57-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill happened. So the caller's right. Flipped the field. The Chiefs got in a better spot. They had the Broncos backed up to a three and out and got the ball back on their own 27 and then had the pass to D-Rob for uh, – I call him D-Rob. We hang out. You guys are friends. By the way – You hung out with Dwayne Bowe. By the way, that. Demarcus Robinson might be getting a bad influence from LaShawn McCoy holding that ball out there. Like yeah, a I noticed of, that. Like a loaf of bread. That I wasn't, wasn't thrilled. No. I didn't love it, but got, I'm also not trying to be a grumpy old no, man right now. He got 16 yards on the play. Yeah. And then the next play, boom, 57 yards, touchdown 
uh, Matt Moore to Tyreek Hill. And a great block by LaShawn McCoy on that play. Yes. When you go back and look at the... Uh, I haven't even seen it yet. I'm really excited. Go back too. and look at it. Check out the block by LaShawn McCoy. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Tommy Moe. What's up, Tommy Moe? Oh, so LaShawn McCoy does know how to block? Yes. Uh, yeah, just whenever we've got a, a full steam of head. Is somebody... Some old head ESPN, nature, uh, ESPN anchor said at one point? Mark the tape. Hey, I know, Josh, it's not anatomically possible, but if you and Johnny Renshaw had a kid, it'd be Butch. <laughs> 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 we can probably work. The science is getting there. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it is. I mean, my God, could we? Uh, could Mountain Dew do it? Could he do a commercial for Mountain Dew or what? <laughs> he could, hundred percent. At the end, he's crushing the can against his forehead. It's it's outstanding. As we talk about our uh, Lashawn McCoy and Demarcus Robinson sticking the ball out, mm-hmm. I wish Daryl Williams would have stuck the ball out on third and two. Oh. And go you know, watch that run. Go watch that play. You know what? I, he's kind of on top of the pile. Just yeah. get the ball out. Yeah. It's a first down. I actually I haven't even thought about it since it happened. When it happened, I thought, you know what? I wonder if he was there. It doesn't matter. It's fourth and one. They'll probably just they'll probably just get it here. Yeah, I didn't have any thought back about that. Thanks, Tommy Mo. Now I'm sad. Yeah. Just uh, that's, uh, as we look at scapegoats, Daryl, just stick the ball out. Another 18 inches, first down, yeah. first and goal. But uh, can I ask you guys a question? Who are the guys in red pants with white shirts wearing 53 and 59 tonight? I've never seen them before. Yeah. At the post office. New guys. They're new guys, apparently. They had pictures in the post office. Yeah. Congratulations. Anthony Hitchens, yes or no, you guys answer, made more impactful plays in one half tonight than he has in the previous 18 or 19 games he's played as a chief. I feel like he's probably had a few over the course of that, but it was by fa- to your point by far his best game. Yeah, he was pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean they were making tackles at the line of scrimmage. Yep, they were run blitzing. They were pass blitzing. Yep, and because maybe because Flacco is you know a statue, obviously. And don't you love hearing Troy Aikman just blast him? Did you guys <laughs> hear Aikman just pretty much say, "Hey Joe"? Might as well just hang him up. Yes. He's like, oh, he looks he was, lethargic he out was, there. He was calling for the backup to come in, and I didn't even know who the backup was. And Joe Flacco's won 33% of the Super Bowls that Troy Aikman has. I thought there'd be respect there. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. But, hey, uh, Steve Spagnuolo, I've been on his case. I wanted another D coordinator. He called some blitzes tonight. Yes, he did. And they worked. And Frank Clark, can you, after I hang out, can you break down who had all the nine sacks? Yes, yes, I can indeed. I have that up. I'll uh, I'll let you guys go. Keep it up, guys. Appreciate it, Tommy Mo. Thanks for uh, for calling. Two for Anthony Hitchens. Two for Frank Clark. Two for Alex Okafor. One for Emmanuel Ogba. One for Reggie Raglan. One for Armani Watts as he murdered the punter. That's your nine. And to Tommy Mo's uh, point again, Hitchens was all over the place. Not only were they making tackles at the line of scrimmage, they're making tackles behind the line of scrimmage. They they had the stuff down in the red zone. Like they were, they did some good things in, in different moments on the ground and through the air. We didn't know who was going to be playing corner for this team. Uh, two hours before kickoff, and Fitton was excellent. Mo Claiborne had a, a couple of rough moments, but they weren't miserable. Bashad Breeland had a holding that was certainly a hold that saved a touchdown, I think. Um, but like all together, that defense was was so much better than we've seen it be in a, for for a very long time. And we actually, if I could just pat myself on the back real quick, let hurt go. myself. Don't break your arm. Uh, we talked about Reggie Raglan on almost entirely sports last night, and I was like, wait a second. 
Why are we spending five minutes on Reggie Ragland? But we did. We spent five freaking minutes talking about Reggie Ragland because I was saying, listen, I don't think the Chiefs can make a move for Luke Keekley. You know, if they if and if they could, it wouldn't fix everything here. So what do they have? Well, that that linebacker group probably stealing a phrase here from Tommy Mill, but a little light in the pants the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks um, mm-hmm. because it, Darren Lee and Ben Neiman are nickel linebackers. Mm-hmm. Those are guys you went out there in coverage. Reggie Ragland has been on this roster, and he made the team, and he was inactive, weirdly, and he had injury issues and all of that, but he was the exact type of guy you'd be excited if Brett Veach made a trade for at this point, and he he's out there tonight. He gets the start, and they go with the Hitchens-Ragland. I, I mean, I believe Hitchens was still staying in that Mike spot. They're putting Ragland basically, um, they're, they're putting Ragland on the field with with Hitchens and Damian Wilson, Damian Wilson, who has been the Sam backer, mm-hmm. so you're replacing the your your will. You're replacing Darren Lee or or Ben Neiman with Reggie Ragland. You're adding a lot of weight to that group of linebackers, and I thought it showed tonight. Ragland Ragland got a lot of work rushing the passer in the preseason. He showed his aptitude at that again tonight. He was meeting guys at the line of scrimmage or behind it. Uh, I feel absolutely refreshed to be able to spend a few minutes talking about how good the Chiefs linebackers were tonight because they have not been at any other point this season or last. By the way, the nine sacks, and Tommy Moe, you you might uh, get this. Now look, I'm going to cut Joe Buck and Troy Aikman some slack because they're primarily NFC guys. I'm going to cut Joe Buck some slack. And and, (laughs) Troy Aikman can catch these hands. Okay. It, It was a Twitter war between the two. Listen, he said he said I had a very good stat about how many about the the fact that uh, Patrick Mahomes had thrown like he was on a, he was way outpacing him in touchdowns thrown because Trey Aikman I know a lot of people don't know this averaged one touchdown pass per game throughout his regular seasons slightly more in the playoffs ever so slightly with uh, some of the greatest skill position talent of all time and he said to call me whenever Mahomes has thirty three percent of my Super Bowl rings and Joe Flacco does and he pooped on Joe Flacco all night so I don't know Troy. Yeah, Troy could have done a little more with Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper on the team. I, I mean, seriously. I, yeah. I, oh, so back to my point. So yes. Tommy Moe will appreciate this. So when the sack numbers started to pile up, I was expecting the broadcast team or or the Fox production crew to come up with video of the Derek Thomas game yeah. against the Seattle Seahawks and Dave Craig, where they had, what, seven, eight sacks? Derek Thomas had seven sacks in that game, five, six, seven sacks in that game. And that's what it reminded me of. It was just... Going back to that game, by the way, I think the Chiefs lost that game. They did lose that game. But it was just relentless. And Tommy Moe was great to point out the run blitz. Because Tyron Matthew was getting through on the run blitzes. And so were a couple of the other defensive backs. They don't really bring Thornhill. They've done it a couple of times with Thornhill. But they were bringing defensive backs on the run blitz. And they they seem to time it perfect every single time. And I'm sure that's the process of Steve Spagnuolo. He's had... You know, a few months now to get to know his personnel. He's got to see him in live game action, and he's got to think about what can these guys do? Well, we haven't tried a lot of run blitz this year. The pass blitz has been okay. Let's just throw it out there. Let's see what we got. Let's turn it loose. Let's fire the starter's pistol. Pick your, you know, whatever you want. But uh, dial it up at the right. It seemed to be perfect timing every time they called it. I'm sure it wasn't. I'll go back and look at the tape and say, oh, that was bad. But it seemed to be perfect every time they called it. Uh, it's Brett Porter. I'm Josh Briscoe here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. You can play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers game and play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. Whenever we come back, we'll take some more calls. Here's some more audio from Denver all right here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. 
Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. From the pocket, flat out, buried, balls loose, and covered up by the Broncos at the nine. Alex Okafor. And they're going to fake a counter. And Flacco's head and down he goes. And goes now. The ball comes out late. Are they going to rule this down by contact? Flacco goes down at the 36. It would be a loss of three in a sack. And Alex Okafor is obliterating the right tackle. 347 left second quarter. Flacco pump faking. He's going to be sacked for a fifth time. Sack this time. And Frank Clark gets the sack. Flacco under pressure goes down again for a seventh time. And it looked like this time it was Emmanuel Ogba. Freeman got the run of 14. Flacco will sidestep into the pocket. Now he's being pressured again. Down he goes and a sack and a hold it appears. Frank Clark gets the sack. Double tight near side. Flacco in the pocket. Pump faking. Down he goes again. Now Raglan's got one. And the sack parade continues. That's the ninth, Mitch. Nine sacks in the game for those members of the Chiefs' defense. It's why they, the Collective Legion, are our player of the game. Brought to you by Bud Light. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of your Kansas City Chiefs. Just an outstanding performance by that pass rush today. By the way, the Chiefs radio network, the Fox football radio network, is outstanding. And Dan Israel and all the people that run it over there. I love the sound effect that goes in during the game, and you heard it there on one of the sacks where it just goes. The flag. The flag sound yeah. effect. It's <laughs> excellent. Oh, I love it. Uh, we will hear from Darren Smith live from uh, Denver here in a little bit. We've got a couple of calls. I've been waiting for a while. Thanks for your patience, guys. Let's start with Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's up? Holding hey, it all together on this job. side. <laughs> great job. I, I, You know, to me, it, it just kind of seemed like uh, – Andy Reid was caught off guard a little bit, you know, with the injury, mm-hmm. and he kept handing off the ball. Yeah. Just kept kind of doing that for a while, but then he found a rhythm. To me, it showed that he can change. Mm-hmm. He can kind of adapt. He can, wait, wait, what just happened? And he can say, let's go, let's go. And I, I thought he brought out the best of Matt Moore. Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid, I would argue that's one of his greatest trademarks is that he will find a way to bring the best out of the quarterback that he's coaching. We, we, and we've seen him adapt. Sometimes it can take a second, but he's, he's called different games for Patrick Mahomes than he ever did for Alex Smith. I, I do think that I think that's totally fair, Matt. Well, I thought that he brought back uh, kind of an Alex Smith uh, mentality, yep. like, like for a little while, let's let's run the ball. But then he went like a little bit of dink and dunk, and I thought he found Matt Moore's specialty. Yeah, he, he just went, oh well, let's do this for a while, and and it worked, and and it worked real well. 
Yep, I, I think that's going to be the future. Hopefully not for very long, but thanks again for the call, Matt. appreciate you listening. Um, I, I think that we will see with a week of planning for Matt Moore. Andy Reid has not spent a second planning for Matt Moore in this nope. offense. But he always knew that there was the break glass in case of emergency, and we'll get Matt Moore in there, and then we'll figure it out. Uh, I think that that's what we saw, and I think we'll always see Andy Reid, and we always have seen Andy Reid get the most out of his quarterbacks. Uh, go ahead, Brad. The playbook will be dialed back a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. For Matt Moore. But I, I got to say, I, I appreciate this about Matt Moore. You're supposed to prepare like you could go in at any time. Mm-hmm. But with Patrick Mahomes, you might you know, be thinking, okay, I'm, I'm here to collect a check and wear my little hat and the earpiece and pretend like I'm part of it. He had the eye black, full eye black going. Yeah, that's a he great was, point. He was ready. You're right. They for a in, night I'm game. like, this cat came to play. He sure did. All right. You're listening to the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Let's go to Jake. What's up, Jake? How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. What's on your mind? I've got a, uh, I've got a cross your fingers possible repeating a history, so bear with me a second here. Okay. In, in 6970, nice. the Chiefs were a contender. Len Dawson hurt his knee early in the year. Mike Livingston took over for him. He kept us in contention until the end of the year. We got in the playoffs, beat the Jets on the road, the Raiders on the road, and won the Super Bowl. You fast forward to this year. Mahomes gets hurt. Matt Moore takes over. He keeps us in contention until Mahomes is ready to come back. We get in the playoffs. We beat New England there in the NFC Championship and go to the Super Bowl. I love it, Jake. I think that's great. I had not I had not thought about that for a second. As soon as you started talking, Brad started furiously writing on his Mike notepad. Liv- Mike Livingston. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's great. And this will not be this will not be a repeat of 97 where Rich Gannon came in, got the Chiefs some wins, and then when the playoffs came around, Marty went back to Elvis Gerbach. That is not going to happen. <laughs> no. That is absolutely <laughs> no. 100% not going to happen with that's, this team. That's a good call, Jake. I appreciate it. Anything else? Well, I just to say, Livingston, I'm not sure he even lost a game when he was the backup for Dawson. He, uh, he started, you know, what? Mahomes won't be out more than three or four games. It was a significant but number I, for Mike Livingston. It was like six or seven games. I'd have to go back and look to double-check, but it was significant. Yeah, so, I mean, we could have a repeating history if we cross our fingers. I love it. Thanks for the call, Jake. Cur- I hadn't Curtis thought about that at all. That's a good call. Curtis Seabold is screaming at the radio right now. No, no, he knows I, the exact number. No, no, he's got a show tomorrow. Okay. He'll he'll have it. He'll have it <laughs> for you at two o two tomorrow. Yeah. I, I imagine. Burn into the hour question brought to you by. What was that voice? It wasn't a Curtis. I can't do no. Curtis. I don't know. Um, that uh, yeah, that's fun. I like that. I, I hope that we we do get a little uh, taste of the past in, in that regard. Do we have Darren live from Denver? Oh, that's Darren on the top of the phone line. That makes sense. Let's go out to Denver right now. Uh, he is a mile high, and I'm not talking about any substances. Darren Smith of The Ship. You can hear him weekdays on ESPN Kansas City, 11 to noon, and then weeknights, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, down here following football, other than tonight, obviously, uh, on Sports Radio 8. Tim, what's up, Darren? How you doing? My friends, how you all doing this evening? All things considered, not too bad. Look, man, there are big stories out of this game. I, I don't know what you feel like you want to start with yourself, but I, I feel like the first thing's got to be what was the, the mood of the locker room uh, in, in a potentially post-Mahomes world, even if it's best-case scenario for this team? Well, I'll put it like this. You know, I guess there's video footage of Patrick Mahomes addressing mm-hmm. uh, the locker room, so of course... Um, you know, when the media got in there, you know, I, I guess they, you know, they kind of played it down a lot, but, you know, but the video that's floating around Patrick, 
uh, talking, addressing uh, his teammates. I guess, you know, he's making it seem like he's feeling pretty good, so it may not be as bad. Well, it's bad, but, uh, you know, to the extent that he'll be out for the season or anything like that, I don't think uh, – I think that's the worst-case scenario where I don't think that that's going to be the case. So uh, the players know that, they'll, you know, he's, he'll be out of commission for a few weeks. Uh, you know, they know that they have to rally around Batman or whoever else that they, you know, that the team may decide to bring in. Uh, but they, but but they also know that they have to step. To, everybody has to step their game up uh, if their end goal is to still end up in Miami. What was the what was the atmosphere like in the stadium or in the press box whenever that sneak goes wrong? Well, I can I can honestly tell you when when he stayed down, it was total silence. I mm. mean, if if you ever want to know what seventy five thousand crickets sound like, mm. that's exactly what it was in the mm. uh, in the stadium tonight because. You know, when when they did the fourth and one and he and he got the first down, everybody just thinking, okay, well, you know, let's see what they do now. See if they push the ball in the end zone. But when he stayed down, it was like, oh hell, he's really hurt. Yeah. And you know, and so you know, people were thinking, you know, now, I, you know, I posted something on Facebook like, I know what you're thinking. Uh, why didn't you just run the ball? Why you do quarterback sneak if if the quarterbacks, you know, already got a gimpy leg? And um, you know, I asked Andy Reid about that post uh, post game and. You know, he said that. You know, he said that. You know, it's a freak injury because how often does a quarterback get hurt on a on a quarterback sneak? So, yeah. you know, that's his that's his reasoning for for calling that play up. You know, even though just a little bit earlier on the third one, they dialed up and gave the ball to Anthony Sherman. So, you know, I mean, so that that was a mood in the stadium or whatever. It's just a mood of silence and somber. It was good that you saw Patrick kind of walk in. Because uh, he did not want to get, you know, he did not want to leave the field on a golf cart. That was just something yeah. that was not that was not an option for him. And then the defense was, I mean, listen, man, you can you can talk about Flacco all you want, and I have, and will continue to do so because I <laughs> think he's hilarious. But man, that defense looked like a different unit than we've seen from from this Chiefs team this year, and maybe in recent years. Like we were just rattling off all of the great things. These linebackers did. How long has it been since you've seen linebackers playing like that in this uniform? So, so what did you see from the defense today? I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I was told that Troy Aikman took my line uh, and said it on television, where it makes you wonder just how bad the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> because you know, because uh, the Denver Broncos are making our defense look like the '85 Bears tonight. Right. Because I have no idea, you know, that this team was gonna perform the way it did. So again, I, look. We trashed them, you know, the last four weeks, and deservedly so. They mm-hmm. deserved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, got to get credit or credit. You know, they had a short week. Uh, Andy said that they, they, you know, they didn't really do, they didn't really add too much as it relates to practice. They, they you know, they, they messed with the scheme just a little bit. But he said that was basically just the players just performing and, you know, ramping up and making the tackles and just making big plays tonight. But, 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 but also you got to remember, the guy Flacco, you know, doesn't uh, you know he, he he's not a mobile quarterback. So right. you know, so you're not facing a quarterback like a Jacoby Brissett or or Deshaun Watson who can run and hurt you with his legs. No, and you're right. I mean, he he was a statue in the pocket, but the <laughs> Chiefs get the Chiefs haven't gotten to a statue in the pocket very much this year. So like, how how much more? I mean, they get Aaron Rodgers next, so not exactly a, a great second act for them. But how much do you have to see from that defense in in terms of repeatability before you go? Hey, you know what? This defense might be better than it than it was a few weeks ago. This might be legit. Again, 
you're talking about the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. versus the Green Bay Packers. So, that quarter, those quarterbacks uh, are different. Yeah, quarterbacks are different. He can run. He can throw the ball. I mean, that you know, that's the Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes came in the NFL. So he can hurt you with his legs and with his arms. So you let me see them do this two weeks in a row or two games in a row, then I believe it. Again, look, it took it took them four games to be able to stop the run. You know, and again, it's against a team that didn't have a mobile quarterback and they're running back. I think only got thirty six, thirty nine yards in tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Let me see you do it at home where again that's where, you know, the beatdown took place. Yeah, and the, and clearly Denver had come out out of the box in the game, intent on running the football based on all the tape they'd seen the last yep. few weeks. That was over 180 yards in each of the last four games, uh, running yep. backs um, against the Chiefs' defense, which is understandable. The Chiefs came dial up some um, schemes that worked a little better. And Darren, watching in person, look, I don't, I didn't think Joe Flacco was any great shakes. I didn't think he was this terrible though. I was, I was almost no, I was stunned that he played that badly. But Darren, for me. It was a product of what the Chiefs were doing down the field. And I brought this yeah. up a little bit earlier in the show. They were guarding the hash marks. They were guarding the sidelines. And Flacco never had more than about, you know, three seconds to make a decision. And then it was coming for him. And it just made him look so old and so bad. Well, I put it like this. I talked to Frank Clark uh, on the field part of the game, and he told me that Darren, I'm having a big game tonight. I was like, okay, man, you know, all right, let's see you do it. I'm thinking back in my head, dude, shut up, man. You know, you're you telling me every week. But, you <laughs> you know, didn't actually but, say but, that to Frank Clark. Uh, no, I would have, but no, <laughs> I, it, it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been the right place to do it. But no, I, you know, I had some good luck, and, and, and I didn't want to see that. I told him, so look, man. Team paying you hundred million dollars, man. Your ass got to show up and play and do something. And so, uh, so the fact that they were able to do it, and you know, we talked about it a lot. I told you, I told you, I was going to punish them. Okay, Frank, you got two, two sacks. Do it again next week, and then you know, then you know, I mean, you know, just don't don't be a one game wonder, you know, because you you got a good game on prime time. Let's do it again. But look, shout out to the Chiefs. The defense, look, they did what they had to do. They made some necessary adjustments. Andy Reid finally, you know, I asked him about it. Uh, in the press conference again, I hate to say that, but, you know, running the ball, he he made it a point to run the ball. You know, he tried to make it seem like he didn't. You know, with the offense, and Andy, you ran it 14 times two weeks ago, 11 times last week. You ran it 27 times tonight. You know, you made a conscious decision to run the ball tonight because what? You won the time of possession, 33 minutes to 27. So, you know, they improved on the defense for, for one game only. They ran the ball. They did everything that they had to do besides protect Patrick Mahomes when it mattered most. Listen, they they were actually losing time of possession at the end of the first quarter. Well, Mahomes was out there, but you and I can fight about that whenever you're back in the same state as I. You and I can you and I can hash that one out whenever you get back here. Thanks, Darren. Always good to talk to you. All right, you gentlemen, take care. Thank you, Darren Smith. You can listen to the ship uh, weekdays from eleven to noon on ESPN Kansas City, and then Thursday and Monday following Thursday Monday Night Football whenever the Chiefs aren't playing in it, uh, right here on Sports Radio 18. You can also follow him on Twitter and all of his social media is all over the place. Just check out The Ship with Darren Smith. You can find all of that just about wherever you want. Just Google it and you'll find it. By the way, you mentioned um, in the game you you said the play of the team post-Mahomes. 
there's got to be a local DJ or something that's got to pick up that handle. Post Mahomes. Uh, I think Post Mahomes exists. I think I've tweeted with Post Mahomes, actually. I do. There is definitely a Photoshop. If you Google Post Mahomes, uh, there are a couple of Photoshops of of, uh, of, uh, Post Malone's face (laughs) on Patrick Mahomes' body. (laughs) That absolutely exists. I have one of them saved for just quick... Reference of I may have yes, post Mahomes. From a post Mahomes. I maybe, think that I'm, might okay. exist. Maybe that's why it was in my. It's a, it, regardless. That's yeah. very good. This one would make music under that uh, under that name. Come on down uh, to the Jiggle Room and watch uh, Post Mahomes spin the records. The Jiggle Room? I don't know. It popped into my head. I don't. I just saw Beards reach up and hit the mark button four <laughs> times. He went one, two, three, four. You got me a couple of times this year. Well, I've gotten myself. It's my own fault. Uh, one, two, again? three, four. <laughs> I just need to stop. I'm going to pull up my... Well, <laughs> I was going to say highlighter. I'm, I've got my highlighter. If this whole, if the end of this segment wasn't enough, we'll give you the ugly play of the game whenever we come back here in the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Broncos taking a long time here, maybe trying to draw the Chiefs offside or possibly faking it here. Now they'll snap it back. They're going to fake it. Wadman is going to fake it. He's going to run to the left side. He's hit and down he goes. The Broncos spin the roulette wheel and the marble flies off the wheel. And the Chiefs have the football at the Bronco 37-yard line. Armani Watts was not fooled. A loss of seven on the fake punt attempt. Beards and I do a thing now around here where whenever something like that happens, I yell, Beards! Ugly play! And that is because of our friends at We Buy Ugly Houses. That is our ugly play of the game. If you're in an ugly house and it's an ugly situation, call the ugly house guys today. 1-800-44-BUYER or go to webuyuglyhouses.com. Fix that ugly situation and turn it into cash. And we love We Buy Ugly Houses so much for giving us this opportunity. We have a bonus synopsis from Mitch Holtis later in the game. Beards hit it. Double ugly! Since their opening drive for a touchdown. Seven punts, a missed field goal of 45 yards, and a scoop and score for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, it got ugly for the Broncos offense. Brought to you by We Buy Ugly Houses. By the way, Mitch said uh, the marble flew off the wheel. I'm assuming he thought the Broncos were playing roulette. Maybe gambling a little bit on that play. Oh, wow. I was completely confused. Yeah. That's a great call. A little roulette? I mean, that's what it was. What a great Mitch, Mitch has always, it, man. Always bet on red. Uh, we will uh, give you the full slate of NFL games coming up over the course of this weekend a little bit later on. But before we do, I want to tell you what's coming up this weekend on Sports Radio 810. We're going to call this our NFL scoreboard update. We're playing a little fast and loose with the rules, but it's Thursday Night Football. Everything's a little wonky. Scoreboard and update! Chiefs win! There's your first scoreboard update. It is Chiefs 30, Broncos 6. And then also, you can be updating your scoreboard right here on Sports Radio 810 on Sunday with a little NFL game day. we got a bunch of NASCAR action happening. But then over on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM and 94.5 FM, We've got uh, Houston versus Indianapolis at noon, and then New Orleans and Chicago at 3. Then uh, back here on 810, we'll bring you Sunday Night Football, Eagles versus Cowboys. So that's where you can be updating your scoreboard this Sunday here on 810 and on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM. Brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City's Beer.
By the way, I love those two matchups that are going to be on ESPN. Yeah, the, the radio. Those some, those are awesome. There's some fun games yeah. this week. And we can actually watch. We, oh, dude, <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't want to follow other games while we're here on Sundays. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Last, I mean, I, I said this last week. Like I. Um, was giving scoreboard updates and learning the scores as it was happening because I'm trying to be 100% locked in on this Chiefs thing that's happening and with the amount of stuff that I don't I, I might be like working more during even the commercial breaks as I'm trying to sort out the notes and everything. Yeah, you- when it's a noon game or whatever, everybody we're just watching whatever's on the yep. watching the Chiefs game, ignore everything else, yeah. and then post game starts at like three or whatever, ignoring all the three o'clock games. Yes, a hundred percent. I I sometimes I'll get home to see the last two or three quarters of Sunday night football. And that's like I'll usually it. turn the TV on to whatever game we can watch. Right. But still, it's like, oh, you look up for a second and then you have to go back down. And then at the at the bottom on the scroll you go, the hell? The the Browns beat the Ravens in Baltimore? What? What happened? All right, anyway, bad welcome back <laughs> to the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. I have to tape SportsCenter to try to catch up with all the highlights. Of course, what they usually lead with is Lakers preseason. And then <laughs> and then go to the NFL. And then I, I hope to catch, I don't know, Scott Van, is Scott Van Pelt on on Sunday nights? I have no idea. I don't know. I have he's, no idea. He's really good. Um, I, uh, I'm i just really excited about Red Zone Channel on Sunday. And if there. I leave to run air at any point, Flip on ESPN Kansas City and catch a couple of great games. There you go. Um, uh, we've talked about Mahomes, and it's like past midnight by a good amount. And so I understand that um, that we've got a good amount of the storylines through and through today. I think that we're pretty much on the same page as far as I was a little surprised they ran a sneak there. Andy Reid said you heard him in his post game presser. He said you know, probably shouldn't have done that in retrospect saying a little tongue-in-cheek, like, if I knew it would have happened, I wouldn't have run it like right. that. Um, but you have this freak injury, and all of the reports so far have been essentially, whenever there's an MRI tomorrow, that's going to be extremely telling. The MRI tomorrow is going to mean what is going on in that knee as far as tendons. and everything. We know from the x-ray today that that kneecap wasn't broken it was dislocated now what is the expectation of what happened as that was because that's a a plate of bone in there and you saw them i this is not please don't make this sound like i'm like somehow knocking the chief's medical staff because it seemed like they did everything right there but it's relatively imprecise to just go oh your kneecap's out of place hold on let me just chunk like, that's not, you're not exactly... I didn't need that sound. Sorry. You're not exactly, like, getting in there and, like, making sure nothing is cut or pinched or whatever. And again, seriously, it's where your kneecap wants to go back to, so I imagine that that wasn't really a concern. But for me, as, again, 0% a doctor, all of that is is wild. And so to see to see the the medical staff handle that on the field, and and then now we're just we're just straight up hoping that whenever that kneecap got fallen on and chunked in the wrong direction, sorry guys, um, that that it didn't end up cutting tendons. And you can look at the cartilage in there and stretching some uh, of the stuff in that knee, and and there being swelling in that knee and everything. But if Patrick Mahomes can come back in. Four to six weeks, God, God forbid, I even think about three. If he can be back with by that Patriots game, or or theoretically, you know, whatever's before that, I have to double check. I honestly, not to sound like Andy Reid here, but I haven't gotten that far ahead in the schedule yet. If if he can manage 
a full Mahomes performance by then, I feel pretty good about where they can where they can be headed at that point. By the way, that whole description you just laid out of the injury and what it looked like, two terms popped in my head that my dad says all the time. Okay. One, it gave me the EBGBs. 100%. Have you heard of that one? Now, hold on. What is the first letter of the first word you just said there? I'm going to guess E. Okay. I've always said heebie-jeebies. Oh. Beard's pointed at Maybe me to it... say heebie-jeebies for him also. Okay. I don't think this Maybe is going it's... to be a dictionary. I don't think there's an AP style for that, but yeah. I found that interesting. So, I uh, get the heebie-jeebies I or, or EBGBs, whatever. soft H. I was, uh, yeah, it's soft J, yogging. Yes. Uh, the other word that popped in my head was, uh, it gave me the willies. Willies is also very good. Yes. The willies and the EBGBs. Uh, dictionary.com. Yes. Spelled with an H. It's on dictionary.com? Yeah, spelled with an H. EBGBs then. Wow. I think EBGBs I is I think EBGBs I've been doing is it great. wrong my whole life. Mark the tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just calling it on myself now. Just... The Brad file is go. really this these cheese post game shows, especially the late night ones, have been really good for Beards' Brad folder. Yeah, it's like uh, more cowbell. I really need to explore the studio space. Yeah, no, it's just... great. It, especially, I mean, by the end by the end of the year, Beards is going to put together a little Brad remix. I think. Am I going to end up on? Oh, I should do that. Am I going to end up on Listen or Lose one of these Fridays? Uh, um, if Jake has, I mean, he's not listening because he has to. He'll be here as we're leaving like, the parking uh, like lot. Like an hour. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there, I'm sure a few select cuts will will make their I'm not way. A Danny level yet. Yeah, it's early. I'm getting there. Yeah, it's early. A, a couple of the things that we we haven't spent enough time on that we'll talk about. We got ten days till the next game. We will give these guys due time. But the the pass defense was excellent. Mm. Rashad Fenton barely showed up in places that you don't want to see him showing up, which is uh, the dream for a corner. Yes. The rest of the guys played pretty well. That front seven was excellent. Frank Clark was excellent. Um, the, the whole front seven was very good. They were very aggressive. There, there were a lot of blitzes. My question to you, Brad, would be how real is all of that stuff we saw defensively tonight? Well, I think uh, I, I think Darren and I think one of our last callers said, let's, let's get to the Packers first. Mm-hmm. You're going to have 10 days, look at the tape, find out what you really liked, and if you can repeat that against the Packers, because the Packers are pretty damn good, although their defense, yes. their defense is, Wow. They they are they are really good and I will also point out you know Bashad Breland did have his traditional holding call yes defensive holding but I think it saved a touchdown but he saved a touchdown yeah and this I I don't believe he traveled with the team on Wednesday because he had a, he has a personal thing going yeah. on they're not saying what it is and so I think he flew in today uh, to make the team and whatever is the issue he was able to focus on the game and yep. he played pretty well too. I'm very A team down corners, by the way. Yes, God. I mean, you could have figured out what to do there, I guess, as far as someone else other than Fenton playing in the slot. Might have gone down to uh, to, uh, I mean, it probably would have been a lot of Claiborne. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but but being, Claiborne played really good. Yeah, I mean it was a good performance from those guys, and I'll have to see the snap counts to see exactly how much of those four guys rotated where and how much. But I am, I am as a person that is typically wanting to see a larger sample size of just yes. about everything. Yep, I'm left tremendously encouraged because I think that ten days from now there's a very good chance Chris Jones is back. Um, I don't feel quite as optimistic about Eric Fisher, and this is. 
largely me just reading between the lines and seeing a tweet that Chris Jones put out after the game today. But if you do get Chris Jones back, and Colin Saunders is now merely a rotational player instead of a starter all of a sudden, if that pass rush can do anything like that against the Packers, it's gonna make it's gonna make Aaron Rodgers' life really hard. And that running game has been very good. And the Chiefs run defense had been such an apocalypse that that I mean the the city was burning down over over a, a portion of the game that is is less is less detrimental than it's ever been. And they were still bad enough that it was still detrimental in its own right. I'm not I'm not I'm not buying or selling Chiefs defense stock at this okay. point, but I'm holding on to what I've got. Yeah. What I what I bought in the preseason, what I bought in the preseason, whatever I didn't sell, whenever I was about to panic as the market was crashing, I'm holding what I've got right now and I'm feeling pretty good about earning some of that back. I might get a couple of points. I feel like I might get a couple of points out of this. So this is completely factual and super good research I've done. But um, Broncos Reddit basically described all of all of the offensive issues to the offensive line, and just that they were a complete disaster and yeah. did nothing right, and they hate all of them. Hmm. Said in the broadcast, they liked Reisner. That's harsh. Uh, that's fair though. That is that is Broncos Reddit reporting, which I think that would be better. So I don't know Beard's, if I keep the Pastro stuff. If you were if you were if you were wearing a little like a fedora with a little press thing in it, but just a Reddit press, that would be even better. No, and, I, and that's listen. That's part of it. Like, here's the thing: it's got to be. It's always both. It's always both. It's always this unit was better than this unit, and this is the end result. We've seen that happening against the Chiefs a ton these last couple of weeks. So again, the the combo of Flacco and a porous offensive line with a, a front seven that had their most aggressive and best day with some personnel changes. Figuring out what percent is what, that's really hard, and I don't know the answer there. But I will say it's at least it's at least twenty-five percent each of those things. Now you've got fifty to you get twenty-five to fifty percent to allocate elsewhere, is what I would argue at this point. By the way, I love the image of the fedora with the little press Isn't tag it great? and it, that that's so old school and I'm thinking of like a like a teletype in downtown Denver. Yes. Attention, all the citizens of Denver. I'm going to inform you that your offensive line sucks. Reports coming out of the Broncos subreddit. I am reading it. The uh, subreddit, that's two words now because it's 1940. It's uh, coming out right now from Denver. All the Broncos fans are really mad about all the guys who are supposed to be protecting Joe Flacco. Speaking of Joe Flacco, the entire city of Denver is on fire. Joe Flacco has got to go. What is this Denver organization doing right now? They still have two weeks before they get Drew Locke back. What are they going to do? John Elway out of his element once again as the general manager of this football team. When will the questions begin to rise up to his level? Will he be fired soon? Nay, say the fans. As far as this reporter sees it, that went a different direction. Flacco not good enough, says John Elway. Information coming straight from the horse's mouth. Literally. Literally. The horse's mouth. Let's take another break. We'll close up shop here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show after this. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. First and 10 at their own 43, McCoy. As Moore is under center this time, Austin Ryder. They fake to McCoy. He's under pressure as Moore. He throws a corner pattern right, caught! 
at the 30-yard line. The Cheetah, 25, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City. The high school teacher and coach burns the Broncos with the 57-yard wheel to the Cheetah, and the Chiefs break it open late in the third. There was a tweet uh, that I saw a little bit earlier of Chris Harris Jr. talking about that route and, like, that shallow of a wheel route. And I was like, that was a great route. I've never seen anything like that before. Andy Reid does stuff like that. We're a vet like Chris Harris. He goes, yeah, didn't know that was happening. It's excellent. Uh, Matt Moore making his best play of the night to Tyreek Hill making his best play of the night. Tyreek Hill also talked to reporters in the locker room following his second game back from injury in the game where he helped Matt Moore. I would say that he did probably most of the work <laughs> on a play that got Matt Moore his first touchdown in a minute. The high school teacher and coach throws a touchdown to Tyreek Hill. Let's see what Hill had to say following the game. I don't know. Um, I kind of couldn't believe it at first, you know, um, and then when I actually saw his knee, um, kind of wanted to cry for him, you know what I'm saying, because Pat is, a, is like the most hard, hardest working dude in our locker room, you know, so you never want to see that, you know what I'm saying, especially from our veteran, you know what I'm saying, I mean, especially from our quarterback, you know what I'm saying, he's one of the, the leaders of, of this team, and obviously we need him to, to get where we want to go, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, now we just got to move on, you know what I'm saying, next man up mentality, so Matt Moore's up, going to make plays for him too. You actually could see that something <laughs> What's wrong with his knee just by looking at it? I mean, I don't want to express that. I don't even want to think about that, you know? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm over it, moved on from it, you know? And continue to pay for my dog, you know? So. Tariq, what does a win do for this team, this offense as a whole? Well, it definitely builds our um, whatever you want to call it, you know? So, I mean, we go in, um, into having a few days off feeling good, you know? Coach Reed going into having a few days off feeling good, so. It's good for us. I know you said that he's one of the hardest working guys, obviously a leader on the team, but to see him walk on his arm off the field, just what does that sort of show you about his resiliency? It shows a lot, man. I mean, just Pat being Pat, man, you know. So, like I said, I'm going to continue to pray for my boy. How much is what you guys do offensively do you expect to change without him? I don't I don't appreciate it, bro. I don't see – I don't see – Probably nothing changed, you know. I mean, Matt, he's a guy who's been in, been in this league a long time. You know, Coach Reed trusts, trusts him in his system, so I don't feel like nothing's going to change. How good does it feel like it's collectively that there was no drop-off once Pat left, that the, the play was consistent throughout the game, and you dominated perhaps the whole, the whole 60 minutes? I mean, that's what we talk, you know what I'm saying? No matter who's in the game, you know what I'm saying? No matter if I go down... You know what I'm saying? We expect McCole or D-Rob or Pringle to come in the game and do the same thing that I can do. I mean, so the same thing with Pat. I mean, Matt came in the game, same mentality and everything. We're trying to score every play. Still, We still got the best offense. Like, everybody ain't missing. So, we still we still got our pieces out there. You, uh, it, it's, it's, one thing, it's one thing to know a guy's a veteran who's been in the league for a while, but you don't really know until you play with him. Just, right. What did you learn playing alongside Matt? Obviously having the connection for the touchdown and sort of seeing him get more steady as the game went on. Well, our connection really came when I was hurt. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had a time to, uh, I had time to like play scout team with him. You know what I'm saying? So I had a chance to go against the defense, and he was a quarterback, and he was out there drawing up plays. I was Will Fuller. He was Deshaun Watson. So me and him, we kind of got a connection already. Interesting. Probably the first time Matt Moore has ever been called to Sean Watson. But okay, there's Tyree Kill following the game today. It is interesting that they were working together a little bit on the scout team whenever he wasn't 
totally back yet. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic that they're going to have trying to figure out what this offense is going to be without Mahomes for however long that is. <laughs> and you talk about Tyreek did most of the work on that. Like I think I said it earlier, Matt Moore probably threw it about ten or twelve yards. You know what? I think he might have gone twenty in the air. I saw 20? a little. I saw a little graph afterwards. Okay. I'm thinking maybe we need to give Matt Moore a little bit more credit. So forty yards is <laughs> Tyreek's. Yeah, a little more credit. And it was. You know what? This was not a Patrick Mahomes throw it in the bucket pass, but he got it behind the corner. And yeah, dr- and dropped it into Hill. No, right. it was nice. It, it was, was a nice throw. Was, yeah, I before the ball left his hand, I was actually. I listen. This goes back to the caller earlier. who was like, "Hey, man, this." I just realized that I was excited about flipping the field. Now I'm sad. Um, he just stepped up in the pocket r- yeah. really nicely. I was yep. like, "Oh, look at that! It's professional quarterback touchdown!" Yeah, it was. It was excellent. Did you right. say that over the air or just in my headset, beards? I said it over the air. I thought you had said that. Um, I'm glad that Brad just powered through and didn't even acknowledge your stupid bleep. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do. These are the jokes. Let's face it. I don't know if I can do three weeks of more puns. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Somebody tweeted. I already forgot who it was. So I'm sorry. Someone tweeted. I wonder how big uh, Andy Reid's stack of Matt plays are. Talk about Pat plays all Mm -hmm. training camp and everything. But that the the Matt plays. He's got to have more of them somewhere, right? It's probably like one index card now. He's been using it as like a bookmark, but now he's actually using. Uh, as the Chiefs he's, are looking to a future, he's that turned morning. a book upside down trying to get that bookmark to come. Where did right, I put the bookmark? Right. And he lost it on <laughs> like page two hundred and forty-seven of Worn Peace. So he's and, gonna have to come up with more plays then. <laughs> but if we sit here in silence for long enough, I think you know the what's great? Just shuts off, right? You know what's great is Beards' jokes. Yeah, having having the Chiefs play on Thursday. I've got Be- more. Beards can now do bleep off. <laughs> Beards can now do a matinee along with his regular show on Sunday down at the Giggle Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad, you mean a mat in a? <laughs> wow. The hits just keep on coming. I'm not proud of myself. There, be. there have been no games to, uh, this week other than this one. Cause that's how weeks work. But I would like to bring you uh, a little preview of what's coming on Sunday and then Monday night. Throughout the NFL this week, uh, you've got Rams at. We'll st- we'll stop at places that seem a- appropriate to to break down a little bit. Rams at Falcons. It's two teams that have been reeling a little bit. Jalen um, Ramsey's healthy again, and that's true. His back was healed whenever he smelled the beautiful, fresh LA air. Um, and the Falcons have just been they've just been a mess. The, Awful. the Rams can't lose that no. game. Miami at Buffalo probably won't catch a ton of that one. Um, I think Fitzmagic is back, and that makes me sad. Just give Josh Rosen a shot. Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Um, nope. That I mean, like it's crazy to me to say that the Jags are clearly the better team and organization in any matchup. That's wild. Vikings at Lions. Ooh, the Chiefs have yeah. seen the Vikings in a couple of weeks. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, saw the Lions a couple of weeks ago. So, a little point of reference there. I try not to watch Kirk Cousins unless I'm being, uh, like, tortured for information or something. And even then, I'd, I'd immediately give up any information in my life to Make it not stop. watch Kirk Cousins for Make very long. Um, I'm hoping I, you know that's the only game this year that I hope the Chiefs really do a, a big time of possession thing, just because it means I'm not watching Kirk Cousins play very much football. He's gonna go for 350 yards sure. against them because he can't do that. Just sometimes he doesn't. Uh, Oakland at Green Bay. 
that's that is actually going to yes. be worth keeping an yep. eye on because that's the uh, the opponent next week for the Chiefs versus a divisional opponent. Obviously, you want Green Bay to win that game because you are aware of the rest of the teams in the division now. That changed tonight. You didn't have to be aware of what was happening behind the Chiefs or below the Chiefs in the AFC West, but now you do. And if the Chiefs lose to the Packers after they lose at home to the Raiders, that would be a, a rough go. And the Chargers looked horrific last week. Yes, and they did. To me, it was the signal this is the end of the Phillip Rivers era. Do you know I, who they play this week? If you don't, we'll get to it. We'll get to it momentarily. Consider that a tease. Um, also in the AFC, Houston at Indy, a, a real battle for the AFC South. That'd be a good one. Two interesting teams, mm-hmm. two fun teams the Chiefs just lost to. Uh, that's the that's the uh, We Beat Mahomes Bowl, I guess, and uh, we'll see where, where that goes. That could be kind of fun. And then Arizona at New York, and then also San Ew. Francisco at Washington. Oof, boy, those are your all your noon games, by the way. So go ahead and get your red zone fill from noon to three, because it uh, it thins out after that. With I'm Kyler Murray versus Daniel Jones is a little bit fun. It's a little fun, defense optional though. Um, And then the three o'clock slate: Chargers at Titans, who just made the Broncos look good. Barn burner. Yuck. Tannehill. Up in this until he gets ben- benched for uh, Marcus Mariota. Marcus until he Mariano. gets benched for what? That's what Goodell called him at the draft. Is it really? Yeah, you don't remember about that? that? I vaguely now. I didn't like think the about sauce? it for a while. Like marinara. Yes, Marcus Marinara. I've got that next. saved somewhere. Let me find it. Marcus Marinara is just Marcus Mariana. Mark. Oh, I know. I did it. It's just Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota with a big curly mustache. Put him on a, like mm-hmm. a thing of Chef Boyardee. Uh, also in the three o'clock games. Saints at Bears, which will be playing yep, over yep. on ES. Did I see? Is that right? That's on ESPN Kansas City. I feel like I got that one right. You got the Bears coming up. I got too many tabs. Saints versus Bears. Yes, that is the game. Houston and Indy and Saints versus Bears are the two games over on ESPN Kansas City on Sunday. So yeah, that you get the Bears a little bit. Plus, just those two teams are pretty interesting right now. Both doing it with one hand behind their back as far as their quarterbacks go. Um, and then Baltimore at Seattle, also in that three o'clock time slot. Sunday night football here on eight ten. Philadelphia at Dallas. Uh, it's I mean that game is always going to get eyeballs, and it should. That'll be a fun matchup. And then Monday, I might not be playing, paying as close attention to New England at the Jets, although Sam Darnold made that offense look a lot better. So consider that your, uh, your ahead-of-schedule Boulevard Brewing Company scoreboard update. Make this the season of great beer with Boulevard Brewing Company. By the way, that game in Washington? Is that they're in Washington, right? Yes, indeed. Uh, the quote of the year, Kyle Shanahan dropped the bomb this week. Yes, he did. It was excellent. Absolute atomic bomb. You you talk about passive aggressive. I don't even think he was hiding it. Uh, what, no, he wasn't. What, what did you uh you know what did you like about your time in Washington? Uh, learning from my dad and learning how to coach. Well, what did you not like in, during your time in Washington? Everything else. I mean, it was a boom killer line. That's a burn. Absolutely That's killer a line. Sick burn right there. Uh, beers make fun of Roger Goodell. The Tennessee Titans select Marcus Mariado. Ooh, Mariado. That's not even the the Yankees closer. I had one of those with the roaster the other day. You had a nice Mariano? Yeah, put some cinnamon flavoring in there. I like cream. I love a good latte or a nice Mariano. Mariano. That's gonna do it for us here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show. Brad, tell me something about Patrick Mahomes' knee. Tell me something about the defense. I don't know on Patrick Mahomes. I can't wait to hear what the news is. I'm hoping it's good. He's going to have his MRI tomorrow. I don't know if they have one at Arrowhead Stadium. He's got a, I'm sure he's going to a doctor's office to get that done. What would you consider good? What's the good news that you're hoping for? What are you willing to hope at this point? That he's out for 
just three weeks. That's pretty serious. If yeah. it's I can see four, please don't be six to eight. That's that's what I'm I'm hoping for three weeks. Um, and the defense, uh, back it up. Let's, let's do it again. You dial up some great run blitzes today, some great um, uh, rush packages, uh, all good stuff. Everybody was able to lock it down and focus in and all the other coaching cliches I can possibly think of. But, <laughs> but it was good. They, they yes. changed some things up. They did yes. some things they haven't done before. And guys like Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland did some things they haven't been doing all season. Good stuff. Let me back it up. Do it again. Yeah, because it ain't going to be easy. No, the next one. It certainly won't be. Nope. I, I think that's a hundred percent fair, Brad. To say, hey, this was great. Let's see it again because we've seen bad games in yes. a row. Let's see a couple of good ones in a row from this defense. And obviously, the standard changes from Joe Flacco to Aaron Rodgers. A little bit. You, you don't have to be this good against Rodgers to still be having a really nice game. And again, on Mahomes, we'll find out. Uh, all at the same time tomorrow. Keep it locked in here on Sports Radio 810, all the social media and all that. We'll keep you updated. For Brad Porter and Beards McFly, I'm Josh Briscoe. We'll talk to you again following that Packers game next week right here on Sports Radio 810. The official broadcast partner of your AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Sports Radio 810, WHB.